I didn't want to do it in the affiliate because we have classes going on. Ah, and then, so I'm in my my bedroom hiding from my husband and toddler as well at the same time. So if you hear things in the background, that's the the noise. Perfect. <laughs> then we'll know the show's over. I'm kind of in the same situation. Oh, I'm, uh, your I'm in the kitchen. I'm in the kitchen of some house that we're staying at, and um, and then I've closed a few doors to separate myself from the sleeping kids. That, that's why we start the show so early. I'm starting the show this week an hour early, hopefully to get some time in before everyone wakes up. Yeah. Uh, Trish, do you, do you, I, sorry for, I, I know you were on the show before. Do you have two gyms? No. So I have Babylon CrossFit, right? And then I have the pregnancy and postpartum stuff underneath me. Okay. Okay. Maybe that's what I was confusing. Okay. Yeah. So that's what makes me separate kind of like myself from my gym handle a little bit. So I don't do all the pregnancy and postpartum stuff through the affiliate. There's some things not all CrossFitters want to say versus moms want to say. Right. Right. Although they all should want to see it. God. Because we all came from a mom. It's true. Right? It's true. Facts. Pretty sure I did. Although, you know what I saw? I didn't look into the article much, but I, I heard that there's a baby somewhere. I think, I think it was in the UK. I don't even understand what this means, but basically it's the DNA of three people, which I really don't understand. Is Three, yeah, three people. Do you know what? There's something we, I, I, I used to know more about this, but there's something weird about the mitochondria in human beings that it's a different DNA than the mom and the dad or something. Someone will say it in the comments. Someone will unfuck me. But there's something, there's something weird about the mitochondria that lives in us. It's basically like an alien. It's like a parasite. But once you start looking into it, not a parasite, like there's some sort of symbiosis between us and our mitochondria, almost like it's a, a different creature. It's a trip. It's like an alien living inside of us. I'm waiting that's for what, someone. That's what it to, looks like when it bulges from your stomach, too. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the baby, right, right. Yeah, like when you have the right. coning. Like that's literally what I how I learned what coning was when I was pregnant. I was like, what what's happening? Like, what is poking out of me? <laughs> uh, squid pro quo was the baby uh, almost a twin? I don't I don't know. It, 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 no no matter what, I didn't I didn't like the uh, headline for the article. I like a, I like a simple life. Man, woman, make baby. <laughs> Um, you had, um, so how long have you had your affiliate, Trish? Uh, this is my fourth year of ownership. And you bought it and it was already an existing affiliate. It was an existing affiliate, two previous owners. Um, within the last year we moved locations. So we went from just like 800 meters down the road, but we switched locations. I'm the third owner. Um, and this is kind of the first time the affiliate's been successful and profitable, um, since I've had it. And are you on a, on, on like a river walk or a riverfront? We're on the bay, so or the ocean, so okay. I'm the Great South Bay. Um, I live on Long Island, so we're about an hour outside of the city. Uh, the actual affiliate's probably about a mile and a half from like the closest dock. Um, so yeah, we have access to the water. We are big boaters, big swimmers, big I don't know, jet skiers, <laughs> paddleboarders. <laughs> we have uh, all the active recovery. Uh, Yanni, I love Babylon CrossFit from afar. Thanks, Yanni. And um, it, it's not uh, – you really put a lot of effort in personally to make your gym a better place, to make you a better person, to make your trainers better. Like, you, as I recall from speaking with you in the past, you really – this thing's not running on autopilot. You you do everything with intention. Yes, yeah. for sure. And I invest a lot into the people that support my gym, the people that are working for me. 
I really, I truly believe in that statement. Like happy coaches and an affiliate is like the only way for an affiliate to be successful. Um, so that's like my priority. Uh, Audrey, you know, someone's a northerner when they like <laughs> boating. I wish I got that joke. <laughs> I say, um, and like, and all those great things. So I say water for everybody. Have well, a best water. And uh, recently in, in the highest sort of the, the, there's kind of levels to not levels in a good or bad way, I would say, but there's levels to the education to being a, uh, a trainer gym owner, right? There's, there's, you do CrossFit yourself. You fall in love with it. Maybe you take your L1. Uh, then you think, Oh, you start having this desire to uh, spread the message. I think that's a pretty common thing, right? Someone's so excited because of how it affected their life and their friends and family's life. And then Maybe they become a trainer or they open a gym or they start training the park or they start picking up clients and then they take an L2 and then maybe they take an L3 and then maybe they sign up for some, uh, some, some two brain business or something like that. And they just kind of keep adding right to the, to the arsenal. Is, is there any, what are some other, do you feel what I'm trying to get here? Is What are some of the things you've done to. Um, well, it's, the, it's the continue ed, right? So for me, like my personal journey, journey, I've taken the L1 twice. I've taken the L2 twice. Okay. Um, I have taken the L3 and I failed it. Um, I took it during the process of our move of the affiliate. So Matt, I don't know if you've ever moved your affiliate, but it, I have. Yeah. It's yeah move your affiliate and then try to study for a pretty important exam was not a good personal best decision, but <laughs> I didn't plan on moving my affiliate at the time that I signed up for it. So that is on my future list of reattempting the L3, um, and properly preparing for it. So where I am within the place of the business I needed to know like, what was my next step in the year of 2023? Like, what was I going to do for my personal education, my team's personal education? Um, what, what did we need in the affiliate? Like, where did we have to level up? And we coach, like, again, everybody could always be better, right? I can go to Matt's affiliate. I can go to any affiliate in the world and, and give some type of feedback, but we run like a really good class, right? Like we have great group management. We have great time management, but like, all of a sudden my classes went from running at 10 people to 15 people to now 25 to 35 people in, mm. in, certain, in some classes. And every coach meeting over the last few months has been like, we need another coach. We need another coach. But when I step in and I coach the larger group classes, like I'm figuring it out. Mm -hmm. And why am I able to figure it out? But my coaches are struggling. And the only difference is, is experience and maybe a little bit more confidence because it's my business and I don't have the fear of messing up as much because I don't, I'm only letting myself down. Totally. So when Denise did come in, like the timeline or, or me deciding to do the coach development program or why I decided to do it was we were struggling with like just leveling up our coaching in the affiliate. Like how could our coaches be better? And that's seeing and correcting. And the only way to be better at seeing and correcting is being uncomfortable in the moment and doing it often. And there's no better person than the OG Denise Thomas herself to come in mm. and do that. So I reached out to Denise probably about a year ago and it took her a while for her and I to like align on it and figure it out together what timeline would work best. But we made the decision on the first week of April and she came to the affiliate. Um, and that was like the decision I made for 2023 for my coach's education, like next year, 2024 in my head, my next conversation that I'm setting up meetings for is having a pregnancy and postpartum certification and getting every coach certified in that because of how big pregnancy and postpartum is becoming in my life with all the moms that I'm helping. I want it to be that the moms can finish with me in a mom program and I can comfortably put them in every class afterwards with my regular coaches. 
So that's the 2024 plan. So to answer your question, I'm, I'm constantly trying to figure out just like the continued education for them, not just for myself, but for them as well. So going back to this thing, tell me about the thing that you did with Denise Thomas, because that's what really got my attention. Because this is – I haven't met anyone, I think, who's been through this program. This isn't – you didn't just contact her like, hey – by the way, I've uh, I've met her a handful of times, and I've never I've, – I've heard so many good things about Denise Thomas through the years, and I've never heard anything negative, yeah, which is, kind, which is kind of crazy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, she and is uh, – people love her. And them doing – so like she's taking over the best hour, like coaching feedback, which is great for those guys because they can focus more on the business side. And then now you have Denise Thomas in front of all these affiliate owners and all these coaches that are signed up for the coach development program. They're going to be exposed to her and, and get all this information, which is phenomenal for CrossFit in general. Okay. But, Sorry. Let me ask this real quick. Trish, are you saying that this isn't a pro? So I just want to no. go back a second. You reached out to her to come. How many days did she come? She came for three full days. I'm talking 5 a.m. to 9 p.m. Denise and I were holding hands. Okay. And and um, it, she doesn't – in this capacity that she was at your gym, she doesn't work for CrossFit? No. This is a separate program that she – Okay. Did. So it used to be – I totally thought that there was a CrossFit program. Okay. No, it was okay. though, Savan. Okay. It was one okay. of those things that Savan um, – that they had like with – it was like when they had the specialty certs underneath CrossFit and then when everything was happening, they got rid of the specialty certs and now – I think they're still teetering the line of what is a specialty cert and what's not. Because at one point, this was, I think, uh, a specialty program under them at some point. And then it was like a program that was started by her in Austin back in the day at, at One Nation. So when, the reason I wanted this program was I knew what she was doing. Like she was going into affiliates and she would pretty much be like, like she just the first day was like evaluating. She would watch everything we would do, like see how we do it, kind of just like pick and choose like where we need to level up as individuals, pick and choose where we need to level up as a whole, as a team. Um, and then it was like, she was on the floor with us and she's, you know, like seeing and correcting with us and, and teaching us different ways from, for example, like we would lay out lesson plans every day, but one thing we weren't considering with the larger classes was like safety and necessarily the best room layout. And that was one thing like she really focused on with our team and helping our coaches like establish a better layout. Um, or she would walk around with the room with us and she would see something and she would sit next to me and be like, do you see that? And I'd be like, no, I, do, I don't see what you're seeing. And the reason I'm not seeing it is because she's like that expert eye in coaching and just, it's not a norm, like what she's seeing and correcting isn't what your, your normal CrossFit coaches see and correcting. It's the advanced seeing and correcting. Right. Right. Um, so she comes in for, she came in for three full days. Um, I have a 5am, 6am, 8am, 9am, 4pm, 5pm, 6pm class. We pre-scheduled my classes so she could see everybody, every single coach. Uh, now, one thing to call out is I have all- Let me, let me, sorry, I got by the way, you're a fucking amazing guest. You're yeah, amazing. she's awesome, isn't she? So, but, yeah, but but Trish, give me one second, give me one yeah, second. Yeah, I don't know if so, you want, cut me off whenever, I don't know. No, no, yeah, yeah, no, I want you to try not to forget where you're at, but um, I want to paint some bigger picture of some stuff I don't understand. So Jason Ackerman, is he, he works for CrossFit Inc., but he also has a business called The Best Hour of the Day. So Ackerman is on seminar staff. Right. He- works for best hour of their day, which is a business, right? Okay. That's ran by him, Fern and Marcus Gersey. Okay. Best hour of the day is an approved partner, uh, affiliate partner, part of the affiliate partner network as a business coach. So you have two brain, right. Who's out. And then you have best hour, which is the only one that's supported by CrossFit. So that's best hour. How I'm okay. gonna- and then, and then Jason has a business too, right? So these are all affiliate support businesses like two brain business, this, um, uh, 
this this program the best hour of the day the best hour of the day has and then jason has one too right nc fit, fit has one doesn't he do yes Kaliba. okay yeah. okay so so these are part of this this ecosystem of businesses that help affiliates okay and you and but the one that jason ackerman has that they this is sort of a spinoff crossfit used to do it and they don't do it anymore so jason's kind of taking it over no, no. Okay. the only connection to Ackerman right now is the fact that he's my business coach and that they just hired Denise Thomas to be to run their coach development program. Okay, okay. I God, yesterday on the show, I thought this was something that you bought from CrossFit for like five thousand bucks where they send a uh no, but I think Thomas directly five thousand dollars. Okay, okay. But the, but but, but <laughs> this is the, is this Okay, so it's so it's a serious investment, but this used to be something CrossFit had that they kind of put to rest, and Jason's like, "Fuck that, I'm picking it up and running with it." Well, like I think that's what's happening. Yeah, like so, okay. like, it was a program that Austin and or I think it was like Austin and Denise together. Austin did the business, like the way Austin explained it to me, like Austin kind of handled the business stuff. Denise did all the coaching stuff, and then Denise acquired it from Austin when Austin started doing all the other stuff he's doing. And now it's Denise's program. I believe that is still a separate entity currently from Best Hour. I don't know if the plan, which I would imagine the plan is to inherit this in-person intensive visit from Denise under Best Hour, but I'm not 100% sure. Okay, so I thank you for taking the time. I just wanted to get a big picture because I had it totally misunderstood. I thought this was a like a so although it's not a it's not owned by HQ. These are people who have been immersed inside of HQ, who are still immersed inside of HQ, who have HQ's blessings, and who obviously, including myself, are crazy well respected from in all aspects, from running businesses to training to uh, crazy people skills. I mean, she's yeah. got crazy people mm -hmm. skills. And you can get CEUs out of the program. Okay. okay. So if okay. you are an L3 affiliate owner or coach and you want to do this, you, you can get the, the CEUs. This is actually, did you see like the most recent announcement of Christina Anderson, the L4? Like no. she was part of the reason I found this program, her and this other guy, Josh, they did it and they had Denise work with them or did, or, or I think Christina Anderson went to Denise at one point and, or went to Red Na One Nation. And I remember watching it and that's how I found out about this. Where and would I find, where would I find that most recent announcement you're talking about? Uh, the L4 one. Yeah. Christina, you can bring up her Instagram, Christina Anderson's, that she has like her L4 CrossFit announcement on there. But she was somebody who I like met three years ago through Best Hour and the coaching development program there. And her journey has just been like she got her L4 now. How, how much is the, um, uh, the, the program that you're doing with Best Hour? Like the, what do you call it? The coach, coaches mentoring or business mentoring? I don't know the exact price now because I signed up two years ago. Um, I, it, it's definitely around, they do it like monthly now. So you can sign up to pay monthly and do it like $1,000 a month. So you don't have to lay out the investment in front. Um, if it doesn't work out, I think it's like almost like a membership contract now. Like if it's you're paying month to month and you can break up if you need to kind of thing. But um, again, for me, when I paid it, it was like $10,000 up front and I made my money back within three months. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, that's, so, that's really good, by the way. Yeah. And like, if anybody is like contemplating this and isn't sure whether they should do this for their affiliate, like by all means, I'm happy to have a conversation with you, but it's like, they, they give you the modules. And if you're willing to work and to Savan's point, like, don't get me wrong. I put a lot of energy into my affiliate, but I love what I do. Um, but mm -hmm. I worked hard, you know, it, I didn't just make the money back in three months easily. Like I, I worked really hard. Yeah, it. I, I remember the last time we talked. It's like, th this is your, um, this is your focus. This is your baby. Yeah. 
I love yeah. it. <laughs> okay. And and those pictures that we showed a second ago, I don't know if you saw them, but those were the inside of your gym. It's a big gym. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's um this is the most one. Like, yeah, this is the gym. Okay. So the gym's running the gym's running well, but for some reason you think you you just can't stop get, getting better. You want to constantly getting better. So you reach out in to Denise Thomas because you find out that um it's available through the best hour of the day and she comes out for three days. Okay, and that's where I cut you off. Sorry, I wanted to tell get the big picture understanding first. Yeah, no. Um yeah, so then like we scheduled the time and she kind of like she took insight to like what the coaches looked like before that, like what their positions were within the gym, because I do have all part time coaches. Um, and I call that out because, you know, after having coming in, this is something that I think everyone can benefit from, but like, you need to be in the right state of your business and the right state of your affiliate in order for her to come in. Um, meaning like, if you're not, if your coaches didn't take their L2, like I wouldn't recommend doing this. It doesn't mm. make sense to, um, they need to know like how to lay out a room and, and, and know the general of seeing and correcting and then being vulnerable and being okay being uncomfortable because the first 24 hours like I actually did like a review with each coach individually I made them fill out a survey and like every single one of them was like the first day was so nerve-wracking <laughs> like, it was terrifying. what do you mean by part-time coach how many hours do they coach a week to be part-time it varies so the minimum is four hours per week um and then the max that I have is about 15 hours per week right now okay okay it, and, and you're basically saying if you want to if you want to get the most out of your investment, kind of like have tried your best already, meaning meaning that's why you're saying have an L2. Yeah, like I I still haven't had my follow-up call with Denise. Like she's reached out to me weekly since she's left. So she was here the first week of April and I personally still haven't taken the call because I'm still reflecting on everything from that week. I'm making business changes. I am making, I'm adjusting approaches to staff. I am re-evaluating. I'm hiring a whole new role to support my staff. Mm. What role um, is that? What role is that? What do you mean by a whole new role? So we're calling it the gym hero right now, but that's just like a random word that I think I gained from best hours somewhere. But the reason I'm calling it the gym hours, one thing I realized when Denise came and I ask way too much of these guys, like I want them to come in and coach a killer freaking class. Like I want them to, put on a Broadway show, like just like they have in New York city, bring it to Babylon CrossFit and a CrossFit matter. Right. I want them to spend the first 10 minutes of class before they start Googling the CrossFit power clean and re looking at the points of performance before they get into the class, just so it's fresh. So like, how can I ask them to do that and be better and, and coach to the level that I want them to coach when I'm asking them to show up 10 minutes earlier to lay out 15 rowers because we have 20 people in class. How can I ask them to write an hour lesson plan when I'm telling them they have to sweep the floor at the end of the class? Mm, mm. You know, like taking into consideration that the gym has grown, right? Like in the beginning, it was okay to ask, you know, um, we'll use Chris OB because he's been here the longest. Like it, it was okay to ask my coach OB to stay after and clean up the bathroom sink and put the paper towels in because he was only coaching like eight people in class and mm -hmm. he can get away with a half-assed class. Like mm -hmm. now you can't like, we run classes like I first took classes when I went to go see Ben Bergeron across New England. Like that's how my classes are run. You're walking into Babylon. It's not even like there's no uncertainty that when you sometimes you walk into affiliates, you're like, who's in charge? What's happening? Like, no, like, you know, who's coaching, you know, when class is starting. But for me, this new role, Matt, to answer your question is like, I'm taking everything in addition outside of coaching 
writing it down and hiring someone for that. Mm. So what this role is going to look like a little bit is they're going to come in at night um, from 5.30 to 7.30 and they're going to clean the equipment up from the 6 p.m. class and they're going to put the equipment out for the 5 a.m. class the next day. Mm -hmm. And then in addition to that, laying out the classes to help us there with the room layout, they're going to be cleaning. Um, And again, like know that, I don't know how deep you guys looked into my Instagram, but like I have really bad OCD that like my dumbbells are color coded. My jump ropes are, you know, the RX smart gears and I expect the handles to go back. Like hey, there's nothing wrong with that. I'm the same way. Yeah. Wall yeah, ball like out, numbers, laces, yeah. out, numbers, <laughs> faces, numbers aren't shown, grab a Sharpie and color them in. This <laughs> is little shit that I was asking my coaches to do, right? Like I don't, my coaches need to be professional coaches and having Denise come in and like remind me like, you know, like, like, listen, like they can't do this. If you're asking them to do this, it was really great for me in that moment. And I needed it as a leader. Um, and, and that's part of the reason I haven't taken her call yet because like that, I'm literally just trying to set them up for the best success before I go back to her to learn what she wants them to be better at as coaches to help them apply it to like the new look of what class will look like and the structure will look like. It, um, it, it reminds me what you're saying also, uh, taking my kids to a skateboard park or to a professional skateboard instructor. Like, I don't know what you know about skateboarding, but there's this idea of dropping in on bowls. It's where there's a, there's like a swimming pool and you drop in on it. And if you take your kid to a professional instructor and they don't have the basic concepts of like just dropping into a bowl, then you're going to spend 200 bucks for them teaching your kid to do something that hopefully he would have already known before he got there, let's say, so that he could get the most out of the instructor. So you, but basically what you're saying is, is if you're not, she'll be doing stuff, helping you with stuff that you're not getting the best value out of her. If you haven't reached a certain level already. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't even know that she would come to you to be honest. Like she kept, that was one thing she kept saying to me. She's like, she doesn't just go to anybody. Did you find a questionnaire or anything beforehand? We, we, she emailed, we sent out the schedule to her beforehand. Like her and I adjusted my class schedule beforehand. I gave her like a little, like a little two or three blurb on everybody. Um, Mm -hmm. That's actually feedback I have for her when we do chat is for her to do like a deeper dive going into an affiliate, like with the affiliate owner. Like I can, I, I'm going to give her some feedback there, like with the guidance, because I do wish she would have known a little bit more things about my business or my emotional feelings about my coaches beforehand. So she knew how to approach them the way I wanted them her to a little bit more. Mm. Was it, was it too harsh or something where they was like, that fucking sucks. Why would you do that? Matt, it's been crazy since she's left. Oh shit. It's wow. Been, wow. Yeah. Yeah, it's been, it's been, and that again, that's like part because of it. Because it was so potent. Yeah, like it was hard. Oh, shit. It was like, and it, and again, like, you know, like if you, when you go to your, when you get, when you're, when you're getting evaluated, when you're in the L2, like you're sweating, like mm. you're shaking. Like yep. it is yep. so nerve wracking teaching a med ball clean in front of seminar staff. And mm-hmm. why? Who cares? Like it's Ackerman or like now, now I feel indifferent about it. Like I said that to Austin because like the day after Denise came, Friday, and then Saturday morning, I flew to DC. Oh no, Friday night, I flew to DC. Or did Maryland. you cry during her her visit? Four times, five times. I cry oh, all the time. She <laughs> <laughs> drives in to start sobbing. God, I, I, I think I cried within the first ten minutes she was here. I'm like, holy shit, it's the first day and I'm crying. I'm wow. never gonna hear the end of this. Wow. Um, but like, I, and that's like what I said. I was like, you know, the first day, I think, and then my coaches realized, like, she's not, she's not. First of all, like, we're she, I don't work for her, right? Like, mm. I need this woman to come in. She right. can do what she wants. None of us work for her. She's here because she cares so much about CrossFit and wanting to make us better. 
So it's hard to hear that things that you're not great at things. And, you know, I, especially me, I'm an emotional train wreck, but I know it's what I needed. And I know the fact that I haven't taken her a call yet and how much I'm reflecting on how much I'm going to change and implement. It was a great thing for me, you know, and when it comes to individual cases, there were a lot of things that were, that have come up individually that needed to come up and she forced them to come out. A lot. Mm. What, do you that, mean, what do you mean by that? Like drama was like one coach, like there's an issue and she's like, there's an issue there. I see it there. So all my coaches are probably listening. So I do want to be mindful of what I say. Shout out um, to the coaches. But, but I, I can, like, I think it's just like, you know, I think it made everybody realize like, if this is the level Trish wants me to coach, I can't do all these other things for Trish. And I don't want to let her down. So it happened in their own way for multiple of them. Like, again, like one was like, I'm getting overwhelmed and I'm burnt out. And another one was like, I don't know if I can coach anymore. Um, and I'm sharing this. Wow. Yeah. Like, it's like, it's to that. And I'm like, and I, and they said it had nothing to do with Denise. Um, Weird but, timing, that's all. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And again, they're listening to this. So I, 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 I'm very forward, as we all know. I have no yeah. problem having these conversations to everybody. But it's like, you know, just. Like, no, let's just reflect on what just happened. Like, yeah, coaching is going to get a lot harder. But what I'm going to do is like, I understand that I'm asking a lot more of you guys, but I'm not going to ask more of you guys until I can make it better for you. And that's where I, I think it's not uncomfortable. I, I wonder, um, it, it's so it's so interesting. I, want, I would be curious if Denise and the other people who do this, um, this type of mentoring, if you're sort of a unique situation. Because what I'm what I see and I'm hearing from you is, this is a way oversimplification, but they want you to, ch they, they want you to chill. Like I picture her coming in when I picture a mentor coming in, I picture someone coming in and being like, Hey, I noticed that you're not saying hi to your um, members when they come in. I noticed that the gym isn't as clean as it could be. I noticed that you're not offering a 5.00 AM class. That's, that's not what they're saying to you. you you're like, you, you may be even doing too much. Like they're like, yo, girl, reel it back just mm -hmm. a little bit with it. You know what I mean? Set yourself up for success. It's, mm -hmm. But on the other hand, anyone who's willing to put themselves through this, what you're doing, must already be – kind of should be where you're at. Did you expect this type of feedback? Did you know? Did you did it? Did you expect other – like is it the kind of feedback you expected? Or were you expecting more things like um, – and, and maybe she gave you this too. Hey, your wall balls are in the wrong spot. Hey, no, you should accept it, it a swipe. Exactly, it was exactly what I was looking for. It, it was, was a, a two day, a three day intensive level two on steroids. Like that's the only way to explain it. Anybody who's been to the level two, it's the level two on steroids and such a deeper dive into it, like in a deeper dive into lesson plans and things like that also. Wow. Did you say that you have classes with 30 people in them? Yeah, it's been crazy. God, that's a testament to the uh, this is that's a testament to the community that you have there. This is off subject a little bit, but do people feel welcome when they come into your gym? Yeah, I hope yeah. so. That's like yeah. a, I mean, again, like I, I the way I compare it is like just the people that visit, right? That aren't from here. That people know them by name. They know where they're from and things like that. And mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Again, I'm sitting on a podcast with you at nine thirty when I have my busiest class of the week going on. I, I, I appreciate it. I, I, I keep, I, there's this theme. Um, it's, it, it, it's, it's, there's a theme I hear and I was quick to judge it at first. And now I'm rethinking it where people come into gyms and they say that they don't feel welcome. 
And at first my response is, well, that's like your fucking problem. Make yourself feel welcome or don't. That's your problem. But more and more, I think about some of the affiliates I've been into. Mm-hmm. And I think of some of the stories I've been hearing. And um, and to be honest with you, I can't think of any. I don't hear any stories of affiliates who have 30 people in the class. That's huge, right, Matt? That's a big class. Yeah. I mean, we get that, but that's like events or something like Murph or like, you know what I mean? Where you get a lot of people funneled into three classes. How many total members do you have? Uh, after this month, we're probably at like 190. Wow. So, so the people, the people who go there are committed to the gym. There's no, no, there's yeah. no, I mean, yeah. we have, we have people that bounce around and things like that, but no, it's like, it's, they're yeah, invested. they're all best friends. You know, like it's one of my coaches birthdays on Monday and there's a group of like, I think like 15 or 20 of them on a hike right now, you know? And then there's, it's just, it's completely unraveled in the way that you would ever want a CrossFit community to unravel in the best way possible. Yeah. That's um, awesome. And it, and when I say it's welcoming, it's welcoming on all, on all kinds and types too. Right. Like I have a huge LGBTQ community, like a huge part of my stress isn't Murph Murph's plan right now. I'm, I'm more stressed out about pride than anything because I need to make pride great for my community. What, what is that? Is that some, an event you do? Yeah, so our village throws a parade. So what we do is I run a, t- a free tie-dye event. So the, they just have to buy their T-shirt, and then I hire someone to come in and run a tie-dye shirt event, and then everyone wears my tie-dye shirts at the village parade. Um, and then this year I'm trying to set up, like, a happy hour so everyone can, like, just meet up after the parade for an hour and then go break off and do their own thing. But instead of investing money in the village parade this year, one of the things CrossFit has, like, been pushing is us for us to do, like, scholarship memberships. Mm-hmm. So what I'm going to do instead of paying like two grand to get in the village parade, I'm going to spend and donate a scholar, a membership, a yearly membership to a local kid in the community. Because one thing that I've had recently was a lot of families come up to us who are, have kids in younger schools that need support. So we're going to open up like a scholarship fund and then my community is going to vote who gets it by the end of June. Oh, wow. Um, oh, so, wow. Yeah. yeah so is there a qualification for that as far as like, cause what happens if you give it to them and they're like, awesome. And then you never see them again. Well, yeah. So we'll make, we're going to write it out. I have, I actually have, like I asked my teacher guys to like, that, that's, I haven't asked them yet. It's coming this week. Anthony and Mark, I'm going to ask if you guys happen to be listening. Um, I'm going to be asking it because I asked Mark, like, what do you think about that? Mark's like, that's a great idea. He's like, you can have them do like a one minute video as to why they, why they, it should be that. And then I can send the videos out or like the top 10 videos out to my coaches and be like, or my community and be like, you guys vote for who you want. And then to your point, like we can make it like in the underlying, be like, if you're not here within 30 days, like the membership is forfeited. Mm. Um, You said something, uh, CrossFit's pushing for affiliates to do scholarships. Yeah. I hear about it. I don't know where I saw it, but they like want us to do, they're looking for us to do like scholarship memberships. Does that ring a bell with you, Susa, too? Did you get some sort of email or something recommending that? I didn't get an email, no, about scholarships. Does what she's saying ring a bell to you or no? What do you mean? Like, like it it sounds like she got some sort of messaging from HQ saying, like, hey, you guys should consider doing scholarships for. I didn't get anything as far as scholarships. I I don't even know if I'm not on the email list. Maybe they just, they just. No, I don't know if it was an email. Again, it could be be something that I saw that someone else was doing, and I was just like, in my head, when I looked at it financially, I was like, I'm going to pay $2,000 to participate in a parade. And then I'm going to have to buy decorations. And I'm like, okay, I can't just do it one year, right? It's something I'm going to have to do yearly. So as an affiliate owner, we all know, yes, I make money, but I still don't make a lot of money. So business decision wise, rather than buy like 
new decorations every year and this. And I was like, this is a, an investment I can keep consistent within my budget. Mm-hmm. Year, right? Like this is a weird conversation for an affiliate owner to have online probably, but like I have a budget. No, 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 this is good. This is good. <laughs> it's like, that's what I'm going to be budgeted for every year with pride. So mm. I don't have to worry about it. Yeah, that's but cool. I don't know if the scholarship thing came from like the, they were doing things in like South Carolina. I don't know where I saw it, but. I, I, um, I mean, I, I don't run an affiliate, but I love the idea of uh, ways of getting kids in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have a kid's class? So we do not a consistent one. Like we run it as like six weeks. Um, we do a lot more teen stuff than anything. I have a lot of private teen groups that moms come in or like moms will text me and be like, hey, so-and-so's team wants to train again. And we would get a group of 15-year-olds, 12-year-olds, 13-year-old boys and girls. And they'd come in every Tuesday, Thursday for 10 weeks um we do that often we do that probably three to four times a quarter mm-hmm. oh wow okay yeah hey, hey anything um so so the takeaway so far from uh, what you got from denise is basically um the, my interpretation of it is, is that you have staff that work there at your gym and you expect so much from them and she's saying uh they need to have the resources to be able to accomplish what you ask for them. Those resources just might be more time. Yeah. Right. Anything. And that's anything else that was like, wow, like shit, like even little mundane things that you recall where she came in there and she was like, Hey, you should do this. You should do this or things that you gleaned from her. Did she actually teach the classes when she was there? So you could watch her teach. Yeah. She did teach one class and then she would step in like and teach like over us, like at that turn respectfully. Like she, that's one thing she was great about. Like she didn't, undermine your business in any way she didn't undermine your coaches in any way she would step in respectfully and be like hey can I help you here um but I think it's just a matter of her it's good because she can also see it from like the community side like I I did warn not warn but communicated to my community beforehand that she was coming in and say hey things might look a little bit different class structures might be a little bit different like bear with us and work with us because she challenged us to do different things right um I think one big thing I want to put in here is like she, we follow mayhem programming and like, that was one thing she really like tore apart. Um, there is definitely a distinct difference in CrossFit HQ and like seminar staff, um, like how they want programming out and how us affiliate owners are following programming. I think, um, meaning like mayhem, Matt, what do you program yourself? I do. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever looked at mayhem programming? Yes, I have. Okay. So like, I personally want to go to mayhem just to take classes to see how they execute classes Mm. because what they expect done within the mayhem affiliate track is insane. If you're teaching and coaching correctly, just too much. There's too much on the menu to get done in the hour. Yeah. So, and and I'm not challenging their programming, but I want to see like, is it their athletes? How are their coaches? Are their coaches not really teaching and they're just going with the flow Mm. just because I want to, it's important for me to see it um, because then it makes sense to me like, oh, that's why they're expecting me to be able to do this at my affiliate because that's how they're handling it here. Like, I'm really intrigued by that with Mayhem. It, um, was that her feedback on the Mayhem programming? Is that what she was like, hey, this Mayhem, this is too much? It's just way too much, yeah. Way too much. It, it, uh, is the Mayhem programming, uh, I've never seen it, so I don't know, but is it sent to you like that? Like, hey, you have to do all of this? You should yeah, do all of this? It does, but again, like, I, me as the affiliate owner, I tweak it in the background weekly. Like, so... okay. We, I edited it to my affiliate. Um, in the case of when she came in, I didn't edit 
much and I and I wouldn't have added more honestly if she wasn't here it would have been as if she wasn't here so we're in the middle of a strength cycle for example and like I'll give you I'll give you an example day just so you guys can like see it but like you'll have a thank you a clean grip deadlift uh with a clean and then a 15 minute AMRAP so you're looking at 15 to 20 minutes on a strength and then a 15 minute AMRAP so that right there right that's a half hour of class and then Ideally, within the CrossFit lesson plan, we're having 10 minutes for a warm-up, 10 minutes for a cool-down. Okay, so now that's 55 minutes. Where are we teaching? Like, mm. that's Denise's point, right? So if mm. we're looking at how and, – and you and you you hear CrossFit get this feedback all the time about CAP and CAP not being enough. And, you know, they're, they're, but CAP's leaving room for teaching versus Mayhem's programming for, like, a business affiliate uh, that just wants to, like, flow. That makes okay. sense. Yeah, this is falling into the weeds here. Do you do the warm up with as as a does the class do the warm up as a group? We do. We do everything hey. guided at Babylon. How about how about Susan? Does your class do the warm up as a group? Everything from the whiteboard debrief all the way to cool down. Yeah, good. I mean, that makes me happy. I hear about these gyms that don't do warm up as a group. It's weird. People come in, the warm up's written warm up. on the board, and the people are supposed to get at it. I, I, I'm I'm obviously I can get very extreme, but like just shut your gym down. Yeah. <laughs> Just shut your fucking gym down. You've totally. I I personally love a Globo gym. I I love going to. uh, uh, I I used to love just when I traveled around going to a 24 hour uh, uh, Nautilus or a Gold's gym or a whatever LA fitness. I love a big gym with all the mirrors and all the chrome shit. And like, just go get a job there. The whole thing about doing CrossFit is to go in there and warm up with the fucking team. Mm hmm. Welcome. The, the, I, I, I'm just so bummed at what I keep hearing about these affiliates that aren't doing that. And I'm hearing it more and more like I, I want to go in there. Hi, how are you? Someone come in and say hi to me. Some The other people give a shit. Um, I mean, the is shit, I'm, the shit I'm hearing that happens in gym, the clicky shit is fucking crazy. Hmm. I heard this story the other day of someone walking, attending a gym for the first time, walking towards a, a, a rack and someone running from behind them and throwing their backpack at the rack, being like, no, that's mine. <laughs> to a new fucking member that walked. It's like, hey, at that point, you might as well just tell, go spit on the owner. You just lost them a client. Literally. <laughs> so uh, that. <laughs> yeah, I just. People yeah, get okay. territorial, man. That's, he, uh, humans are uh, creatures of habit. And sometimes they feel when their habit gets just skewed a little bit. They got to go to the rack next door. It's. That's it's it. like it's like aren't do you have any fucking pride or like uh just fucking embarrassing uh, okay so uh where were we I, I, I just there's a couple stories i've heard i don't know why they're just all sort of just starting to pour in um yeah. and savannah nicole no, i again i went to that summit and nicole carroll spoke at it and she literally said to the a group what of, summit the northeast summit was the day after denise left April okay 8th. oh the, okay the affiliate gathering yeah was there a lot of them at, what, in your area? There was a ton of them at my area. They had to cut it off. It was massive. Yeah, you know what's funny? There's a ton in my area, and they also allowed some of the Southeast people to come up. And I was talking to some girl, and she's like, she's like, can I just ask you a question? She's like, what's with all the people in the Northeast being so hostile with CrossFit? Like, Because we're angry compared to a Southeast summit, apparently, because everyone oh. is just pissed. Tell me about the summit. I don't know anything about the summit. Tell me about the summit. The CrossFit started doing the affiliate owner summits, right? They're doing them. It's once or twice a year. Um, this one was the day before Easter in Maryland. 
Mm -hmm. um, on a Saturday morning. And there was probably, I think about 200 to 250 people. Um, it was affiliate owner, these are affiliate owners that come, they come the weekend of Easter. I was, I couldn't believe the amount of people that showed up to be honest because of the holiday. Um, mm -hmm. but there were about 200 to 250 all from the Northeast. So again, Northeast is the, I think their large, largest area, right? So it's anywhere from me to Boston. And then the second one they're doing is in October in Boston. So if you were South of, I guess me, you're not going to go, you're going to go to Maryland versus North of me. You're going to go to the one in Boston. Uh, but they had Nicole Carroll there. Austin was there. Um, Danielle Williams, who's the Northeast affiliate manager who works directly under Austin was there. Jen Green, the Southeast manager was there. And then Jordan was there, but Jordan's no longer with CrossFit. He's an affiliate owner. Um, who else was there? That's the, that's the California, that was the California guy, yeah, right? Jordan Holland. Holland. Okay. Which is crazy because he was there at the summit and then four days later got laid off or let go, whatever. The guy was on the, on the microphone crying, telling a story about his mom and CrossFit. And that was mind boggling on Thursday. When <laughs> Wrap it up, bro. We're going to fire you ass after this. Well, what's mind boggling about it? The fact that they probably knew that they were going to fire him, but they were still putting him in situations like that. They were intimate with the community. Yes. For me personally, I've yeah. always wanted to work for CrossFit yeah. and I don't understand how someone from CrossFit could fire someone that valuable to a brand. Uh. When, that guy, when you heard him speak, and I didn't like him. I'm not going to lie. Like, I, I thought he was actually kind of rude to me. But yeah. when you heard him speak, I liked him in the sense of representing CrossFit, and he's doing everything he can for the brand, just like I respect Austin and James and Denise. Like, he had that passion and drive, and not a lot of people have what when someone has it. And to see him be one of the people to go, that was like, maybe I don't want to work for CrossFit ever. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Um, uh, Jethro towards Jaden's new pair of sneakers. Who's Jaden? Uh, my son. Oh. <laughs> did, you mention his, did you mention his sneakers on the show? No, he oh. threw his sneakers out uh, the window on Thursday, and then I posted it on my Instagram story, and people found them. Oh, <laughs> that's incredible! <laughs> Holy, hey, remember that's that gym? <laughs> what? So my husband found one, and then. Some random lady found the other and posted it in a village Facebook group. And then one of uh, someone following me, one of our friends saw it on social and then sent me the Facebook post. And then I went and got the other shoe. Oh, small world. <laughs> the power. Hey, what, what, what an honest uh, feedback you just gave to um, you. You respected his passion, his commitment to, even though you didn't like him, like he was still a valuable yeah. asset, right? I, he, I would, like, in a minute, yeah. talk to him at any conversation. I just, I thought he was, and I would tell him he was rude to me. That's the only reason yeah. I didn't like him. <laughs> um, I, I, I haven't uh, met, uh, I haven't seen the guy in years. Um, but when I first met him in like 2009, he was socially very, very, very awkward. Yeah, so maybe he, so may, he shared so maybe it wasn't that he was rude. Maybe he was just awkward. I mean, he was uh, very yeah. awkward. Yeah. yeah and I'm also, awkward. I'm rude too. So it could have been me. Um, <laughs> oh. But he shared he a story about his mom. And the reason I even bring him up, Savan, was he was someone who bought up about an affiliate that he bought. I think he like shared a story about how he bought his mom to the right affiliate and now his mom is able to CrossFit because she's guided the right way. When Nicole spoke, she literally said, she's like, you know, we're at 3 million, but the, the goal for CrossFit is to be at 30 million. Yeah. Um, like athletes or whatever. And I said, and, and she said, she's like, the concern that I have is that I can't just send anybody ever anywhere. Like the affiliate model. Like I can't just send my mom anywhere. Nicole said this. Nicole said that. And it, and it's and it stuck with me hard. And then I remember Maggie going up there. The I don't know Maggie's last name. She's on. Uh, Dubay, Dubay. 
she's not from the U.S. I don't yeah, know she's from. Wait a second. Wait before you talk about Maggie. What Nicole said at the at this summit that she can't send her mom to any affiliate. Like she said that like she wants the affiliate model to get that we can send anybody anywhere. Uh, be, like through, you mean through, through, you mean through seamless life. integration of like money wise or seamless in it, feeling safe with the coaching. Safe. Safe that we're oh wow meeting. god damn that came from h wow that's a, that's, a, that's intense i shared it on an instagram post of the room because there was a picture of me like and I, I i wrote a thing about it i was like it's jaw dropping to sit in a room with 250 affiliate owners and then maggie stands up there it was on my personal instagram or no, oh, okay because i saw a picture with you and nicole here somewhere oh yeah so it's one of me and nicole wherever that is here is oh. this it that's it yeah oh, okay no, go up i'm lying this is the real There's okay the, Sorry, I post a lot. No, that's okay. Keep going. Okay, don't let me ruin your story. Go ahead, tell the story. Uh, I'll, and then, I'll come back. So Maggie, and then Maggie spoke um, after that, and she was like, how many of you lesson plan? And when I tell you, in the room of 200 affiliate owners, 10 of us raised our hands, and I can probably name all 10. And what does that mean? The other the other 200 just wing it? Yeah. <laughs> okay. And that, that's a problem. Yeah, yeah. Right. Like that, that yeah. kind of goes back to that conversation about the, the, the disconnect and like, I, and there was literally the perfect picture of me, like just my mouth wide open. Like, <laughs> but like, that's why I don't do other people's, uh, um, uh, podcasts because th they'll think that they're giving me a compliment or they're giving me, they'll be like, Hey, can you come on my podcast? It's going to be really casual. We'll just shoot the shit. There'll be no structure. I'll be like, fuck you. I don't do that. No, I, I, 99% uh, of the people I have on, I prepare for it. It doesn't mean I have to follow that. Hmm. But I'm prepared for it. Okay, so so ten lesson plan. Lesson planning is important. Extremely, and like that for me was really shocking. And like when I tell you, like, like I said, like I knew the ten. Like the people that raised their hands in the room were all best hour clients. Mm. So I'm what, like, how how how? What's a lesson plan? It, it, can it be just really simple, like something on a napkin? Okay, uh, the, uh, maybe first you start with the workout that's in the middle, and you know it's a 15 minute workout, and then from there you're like, okay, this is the warm up I'm gonna do for this workout because it'll get these body parts warmed up, and then this is the cool down, and then somewhere in there I'm gonna talk to him about I'm gonna give him a little two minute talk on nutrition, and yeah, you kind of lay it out in a napkin. It could be, be like that. It could be as simple as a one two, or it could be as advanced as an essay. Okay. Okay. I don't, I don't even You're not asking a lot. You're just saying like, have something just have or a time management thing. Right. Like that's the right. most important thing out of anything. It's just getting these people in for an hour and out for the hour. Right. Mm. Right. Like just that guidance alone for a coach to have that in their head or like to your point, like knowing when someone's walking into a gym, like that goes with that whole process of like going through a warm up together. Like I don't want to drop in at a gym and go through my own warm up. Then I'm like, damn, I dropped in at a shitty affiliate. <laughs> Like, I do my research now before I do drop-ins. Well, and you could even do stuff, right? Like uh, you could have themes. Like one month can be like, hey, every day in this every day for a month, all my trainers are going to talk uh, uh, to them about being nice to someone else, new in the class. The next month, it's good. The theme is going to be every day I'm going to drop a tidbit on nutrition. The next month, I'm gonna, we're going to do something where we talk about squat. Like you could do anything to, to further. Last week, I, I, and I took this from Ben Bergeron when I went to New England, but he does like mindset talks and conversations all the time. So like last week, they, they flipped out because they changed the wad. So I pre I give access to programming five days beforehand. Uh -huh. so that way, if athletes want to come in and out, whatever, they figure it out. Um, last week, it rained on Monday. So Monday morning, I was coaching the 5 a.m. And I was like, you know what? We're not going to do this workout today. I really want to keep it to running. I'm going to do Thursday's workout instead. And that threw my community for a loop. So I use that. I love that. Yeah. And I, <laughs> use, and I use it as a teaching example on Wednesday morning. I pulled them in at the whiteboard. I said, hey, guys. I know you're all flustered. I said, but one, as your affiliate owner, I don't have to give you the programming. So let that be a reminder. Yeah, two, amen. Yeah. Two, 
Also, most affiliate owners don't post their workouts, the first one workout till eight o'clock the night before. 90% of you in the 5 a.m. are already in bed or brushing your teeth to go to bed, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Three, I said, let's talk about what CrossFit actually is, how CrossFit started and where it started. And like I used it as an opportunity to speak about the ranch and the hopper and everything that you don't, you don't necessarily always know what you're walking into. And that's not what CrossFit is. Like the whole purpose is the unknown and training for the unknown. So I know I made you guys uncomfortable this morning. I get it. I said, but do I ever let you down? Like, have you ever walked in and been like, damn, Coach Trish really screwed me over for the day. She fucked my workout. Like, no, it doesn't happen. Yeah. You're mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. I get it. You're anxious and you're uncomfortable. I said, but we're going to get through it. Like, and that's literally what my whiteboard briefing was in the beginning of class. Like, I was just like, and it was a great opportunity to kind of like talk about something different, right? And, and, and teach them something different. Or to your point, whether it's about sleep and we're in the middle of a strength cycle and they're also worried about hitting the 85%, like forget it, dude. You just went out to a wedding on Saturday night. Then it's this on Sunday. And now you're coming Monday and you think you're going to hit 90% of your snatch and feel good doing it. Like you're not, mm-hmm. you know? And those were good reminders from Denise too when she came in. Like, you know, that she doesn't love percentages. And I, I happen to agree with her. I hate percentages because- just because I have one rep on one day, I might've been feeling really good. Doesn't mean I can lift to the percentage of great technique consistently and well that I need to come down on my numbers. Yep. Yeah. We didn't feel that way about percentages. Do you like percentages, Matt? I like percentages for an individual who's sticking to a very strict program for a very specific goal. I do not like them for classes. They're completely pointless because nobody follows it so much that yeah. Pointless. I'm with you. No, feel it how it is for the day. We have an opportunity to go heavy. Go heavy if you feel good. If not, find something that feels challenging and stay right there for the next sets. It's great guidance, right? Like, yep. and that's what I'm trying to teach the guys that like are obsessed with the numbers. And I was like, hey guys, like, you know, I, I spoke to one of my coaches and one of my advanced athletes on I don't know what day I had them either Thursday or Friday, and I was like, I was like, you're snatching, and every snatch looks like a one rep. I was like, I know it's supposed to be ninety percent, but you look like shit. Like, clean it up. Like you, like literally, like everyone is like that. I was like, that's not the whole purpose of percentage work, right? Like the whole purpose is to be able to strengthen under larger loads. So why don't we just take off five pounds? Just try five pounds. Take five pounds off and see if that happens. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I wonder how many coaches can't um, relate to their clients because of they because they're focused on their own training. Yeah. Right. And so that's why they like, that's why they're so into the percentage things. They sent, they're kind of sending the wrong message. They think that they're training a bunch of themselves, but they're not. Right. Yeah. So hundred percent. That's right. Uh, Trish, uh, good morning. Have you, uh, Trish and Trish, oh, Trish, please meet Trish. Uh, good morning. Have you ever had to uh, fire a member? I have. You have. Yeah. Hey, and if you haven't fired a member, it's only because some some toxicity is still growing in your community because everybody knows they got that one person that they need to either have a talk to or let go. Yeah, yeah I wouldn't want to fire them because I'd want their money. No, you yeah, don't. But, don't want yeah, to no. no, you don't want you don't the headaches. The, the headaches that come with the money are not worth it. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, what is it? Just is, is, is it someone who's just rude at the end of the day? Is that what it comes down to? For me, it was was so unhappy. Like, I'll give you one example. I have no problem talking about it. It was a husband and wife who just wanted to come in and complain about my programming. They complained about my music, uh, like everything, like to the point that like this individual made playlists and I was like, I'll try it. If that's going to, you know, maybe quiet you out. And I don't even like to do that because I'm not a DJ and I don't want to accommodate one person, but I was really trying to make it work with these two. Um, And then like, it just was nonstop. It was like, you know, you don't, you guys don't coach till class. And this individual was coming in like 10 minutes late, leaving five minutes early and getting frustrated. 
So I was just like, listen, this is the third time we've had a conversation at this point. I appreciate you. I can call the affiliate owner down the block. He's going to be what you want. Um, I'm happy to reach out to him for you, or you can reach out to him yourself. And that's literally how it went down. And I spoke to that affiliate owner and said, good luck. Um, like, but they are better for his affiliate because his affiliate model isn't ran the same way mine is. We have two different elements going on. So I literally send people to his gym. If someone comes to me and they're like, I don't want to pay the 185 because it's too much money. And I'm like, okay, well, you can probably have a conversation down the road if you want to keep CrossFitting because I rather you keep CrossFitting than not CrossFit. Whether you're are, doing half-ass CrossFit, it's still CrossFit. It, um, are there are there any just cool clients? Yeah. Like, are they just clients that just show up? They don't care. They just they just want to be told what to do. They do the fucking warm up. They don't. They're not complaining if it's a five k run or a five k row. They're not like, hey, I could have done this at home on my own. Or they're not. They they they're not tripping if it's too cold in the gym. They just put on a sweatshirt. Like they're there just to work and get the best out of it. And they 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 kind of get what life is about. Mm-hmm. Hey, they're, and they they're not bringing all their fucking drama and their nonsense and their loud brain to the gym and. They are there clients like that? Too. It sounds so complicated running a gym. Like you're fucking There's running a daycare. <laughs> you're literally like I don't. I I said it to someone the other day. Like, no, my I have two guy coaches and they wanted to come over on Thursday night. And I was like, I don't think you understand how my day started. I've done, it's six thirty in the morning. I've already dealt with a crying person, someone yelling at me about bike conversions, and like, <laughs> I don't want to hang out with you tonight. Like. It is. It's so affiliate ownership is so much more than affiliate ownership. You are dealing with mental health issues. You are dealing with physical issues. You are dealing with things you don't want to know. And it, it's so much more than fitness as an affiliate owner and a CrossFit coach. It's not just us owners. Our coaches take a lot of the barren too. Like I had a, a client thing this morning. I went and lifted at my gym this morning and one of my clients was really off and I know something's wrong with her. So I leaned in on one of my coaches and was like, Hey, do you have any insight here? And that coach knew exactly what she was going through. So like, I, I guess if you have 200 members, someone's mom's always dying of cancer. Yeah. That's, probably, one, the, right? that's probably the hardest part for me. There's one, there's always one with a break who just had their, got caught their boyfriend cheating on him. There's always there's, one whose oh, kid just I, got hit in a car accident. Just, just, I just had a client who was getting married at the end of the summer. The wedding's off. I just had a girl who broke up with her boyfriend who she was hoping to get engaged with and move into a new apartment. I just had someone have open heart surgery. I had a 30 year old girl have open heart surgery. Oh, I've had shit. like, I, it, it's, and like, they don't know, <laughs> like the, the 200 members don't always know like right. all these things. Right. And it's like, I, it's meanwhile, you're trying to pay your rent and, and, uh, and, and figure out why your electricity bill is double this month than the last month. <laughs> yeah. And it weighs on our shoulders because like Matt, yeah. you, and I'm sure you can relate to this. Like I, I don't share it with people cause I don't want it to be. One, some things they don't want shared. You have to. Right. They don't, they don't want to hear that shit anyway. Just shut up and put a smile on your face. You're the owner, right? But it's weighing on us. It's constantly weighing on us. Yeah, and the problem is too is if you start saying about that, they instantly start projecting because everybody's only concerned about themselves and their point of view. So you right. start saying there's these issues, and they go, "Oh God, Trisha's complaining today a lot. Like, is this Jimmy going to be around in a year? Oh my God, <laughs> did you hear she had trouble making whatever last month?" And you're like, right. "Fuck off, dude." I want to hear, but Trish, the, Matt had this crazy incident happen at his gym. And sorry if I'm not supposed to say this, Matt, but <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> he, he, he was, in, I, I can't remember if you're still in the space, but he was in a space like, you know, like a, like a, like a, a building where there's like 20 businesses, right? Yeah. And someone sold the business. Someone sold the building 
And you know, when they sell the building, they reevaluate the cost of the building. So the building, when it was sold the first time was worth a million dollars, right? Then when they sold the building, they sold it for 20 million. Mm -hmm. So then the city of Livermore comes in and says, well, in the state of California comes in and they say, well, the cost of this building is now worth 20 times more. So instead of your property tax being $12,000 a year, your property tax now at this place is uh, 200 and uh, what's uh, we uh, give the exact it's $24,000 more a year than what I was continuously paying. And they drop that. Oh, hold on. Hold on. Before you just, sorry, Susan. He I'm talking about the whole entire buildings. Maybe their property tax went up like $300,000. And there was something in Susan's contract that says if the, you know, the small print, if the price of the building ever, if it ever sells and it gets reevaluated and the property tax goes up, the tenants of the building will then split that amongst themselves. So each tenant had to pay like I'm, I'm, the spirit of the story is basically each tenant had to pay an extra twenty four thousand dollars one year, and they they and and when they dropped this bill off at Susan's um, gym, Susan's like, well, when's this due? And they're like, two months ago. <laughs> you know what I mean? So not only did they just drop they dropped a, a new yearly expense on them for twenty four grand, yep. But 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 then it was they told them it was due two months earlier. Yep. Like the, sorry, we we gave it to you late. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, that's the kind of shit you're not telling your, 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 your clients, but, but you, you know, if you have clients and you make $2,000 a year off each one, you just lost, it's basically like losing 12 clients. Yep. Yeah. And then here's the shitty part that, and I can tell you the exact amount, 16,500 plus dollars that I just did a check for that I got in an email that I now have to just write and hand over was my new fucking skiers. Ugh. And then oh, you have shit. all the members that go. So it's worse. It's worse than losing 12 members. It's worse it's worse than, than, they, yeah. then they go, oh, well, so-and-so gym up the street has like 10 runners in a skier. And they're like, <laughs> yeah, motherfucker, I just had that money too. And, gone. and, and they don't want to hear that shit. They don't and I don't blame them. No. Blame and then them. you know what happens? They go, fuck it. I'm leaving. Right. And they go to the next gym. And you're sitting there going, oh, my goodness. Like it was right there. That was the money for that. A rambler said on they do this with houses too. Yeah, of course. I, what I'm saying isn't profound, but what I what I was shocked about is is that the owner passes that off to the tenants. I didn't yeah. I didn't know that's the part. Yeah, I have to deal with that. And for everybody too. that everybody that wants to know, it's called a cam, a common area maintenance, and a lot of things fall under this cam, including my uh, property manager's fucking salary and everybody else that goes underneath there. So they I. To, to, to just give you the actual numbers, I paid like $500 a month on the cam, and now I pay $2,300. And it's in your lease, this cam? Every, it's Usually it's like a triple net, double dash instead of here. Yeah, that's usually language that's written in every cam. So what Savan was saying, and to give you the, the actuals on it, the building was evaluated uh, at like $4.5 million because the guy who I originally leased from was the building owner. Like he developed it. He built it. He did all of it. His name was Bob Quatman great dude passed away unfortunately and so when the um corporation took this over they bought the building at 15.5 million so there was a big valley of a property tax that was estimated at like 4.5 that then just overnight went to 15.5 and then like Savon was saying they basically just emailed <laughs> a bill and that was it they're like hey by the way when you cut your next check uh beef it up about 16 grand for me and Matt, I don't mean to be private here, but your 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 affiliate's profitable. Yes, it is. Okay, so like imagine, and again, like you and I are a different case here. Imagine being the affiliate owner that it gets that that's closing them down. Yeah, they're done. Yeah, they're done. They're done right? There's yeah. no help. There's no help there. That's the hey, end of the affiliate right there. And here's the other thing too for everybody who is uh, starting out or whatever. 
Take the long road and do it all cash. Do not build your business on debt. I am very fortunate that I have zero debt on my business. The only liability I have is the lease that I need to owe as the years come up, right? That is it. And if I had had debt on that business and then also had to cut that check and then couldn't survive, now I just have a bill that I'm paying. That's it. And I have no more gym or anything else. So take your time and do it in cash. Do not do not leverage debt in this situation. Well, make sure your, your members know that about you when they complain about the ski ergs, that you're lucky to still seriously, like, that that's have the club. Sure that nobody else will say it. Like, good hey, job. Hey, let's man. watch this. Majority of them don't even know that happened. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, um, and, and it's better that way. Yeah. yeah you can't because they don't care. And in yeah, fact, they'll, they'll, and I don't blame them for that. not caring either. I really don't. Uh, um, Trish, does Denise, when Denise comes, does she do any of that? Is, is it strictly looking at the classes and what's the scope of the feedback you get? Like, does she look at your lease? I'm guessing she doesn't look at the business side. No, it's not the business. So okay. I would not want, I, I, and respectfully Denise, I would not want your help in business. Okay. <laughs> like, so so what is the scope of the feedback that you get for that? It's the it's the actual feedback in classes, like how you're you're handling class structure, um, seeing and correcting the six criteria, right? Group management, seeing and correcting, teaching. Um, what am I forgetting here, Matt? Um, what when you say the six criteria? What's that from? That's not from the L one, is it? That's from the L two. Oh, it's group. I don't do. I'm gonna name them. No, it's okay. It's okay. So, 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 so it is with, with that. And obviously since it is Denise, it's seamlessly integrated with like the vernacular and the scope of what, what CrossFit teaches, even though it's not CrossFit. Yeah. And she wrote the lesson plan, lesson planning module in the L2 handbook. Okay. So wow. She made us that because she made that known to us when she was here. Um, that's why, because it carried over into what she was teaching us. So in between classes, because I think this is what you're looking for, she's seeing and correcting in classes, right? That in between classes, she's giving individualized feedback to coaches. She's also doing group sessions, meaning there was one day that I had a personal training client on the side, and she's working with two of my coaches with a PVC pipe, teaching them holding positions and different things they can do in class structure. Then another day, she's sitting in a corner with my coaches explaining lesson planning, um, like I have it on video of her lesson planning. Um, so that way our coaches always have it. Oh, you're allowed to take video of her feedback too. Yeah. Well, I asked her, um, and oh. then she share, she takes videos of us coaching and shares it on a Google drive with us. So she has each of our individual classes so we can go back and look at it and do, she also does follow up meetings. So like she's met with, um, four of my coaches so far individually one-on-one -on, -one on zoom and she's going over follow-up feedback with them as well. So she's not done with us. Like I said, I still haven't even taken her call yet. Um, so Are you scared to take it? I'm not scared. I just it, you think and by scared, do you think you're gonna get in a fight with her? No, 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 <laughs> oh, no. Oh, oh. I'll get into a fight with Ackerman before Denise. Oh, um, okay. <laughs> it, I I was very emotional after she left for multiple reasons. Like it's it's humbling, you know. It's you feel like you feel like a shitty person and a shitty coach when you're told you're not the best at things. And even though I'm not the best, I had to constantly, like we said remind myself that I paid her to come here to better me and my team because I care that much about myself. I care that much about my coaches and I care that much about my community. So she's was, not allowed to say, Hey, she's not allowed to leave there and be like, Hey, you're perfect. No, that's exactly. That's exactly what I, if I, if she did, then she did a terrible job. Yeah. I need your money back. She literally did exactly <laughs> what I needed her to do and made me think a lot more. Um, for me, like the next thing, like, I really want to grow like personally, like my next thing is I'm going out and doing a diesel day in July, um, which is with Tasha. What's that? 
That's like the oh oh yes 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 yeah. yes. I know that is. Colorado. Yeah. 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 Um, like Denise suggested, I do that, and it was something that was on like my list of what to do for myself. So that's where I'm headed this summer, um, and I'm excited for that because I think that will help me overcome like the emotion and stuff that I'm trying to process right now as a leader. Yeah. Hey, what's your husband say about it? About Denise's visit or? Yeah. 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 What's he say about what, what, what kind of, what's he say? So hmm. he, he sees me emotional uh-huh. and is the person that reminds me constantly that I'm paying these people to give me the feedback. Yeah. Because it is hard sometimes. And I think sometimes I beat myself up way too hard. Uh-huh. And I take things to heart very deep. And he's and he's that person that reminds me, like what you said, that I'm paying for this. That like I'm putting myself in these uncomfortable things. I don't have to be doing this. I work for myself. Like the feelings and stuff that I'm going to, you would think that I work for CrossFit. And that they're going to come and strip my affiliate away. That's how I act. Right, right, right. Holy oh. shit. Wow. That's so... He's that, I don't know. I don't know that. I know that doesn't answer your question, but he's that person for me behind the scenes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, um, <laughs> I, I don't like anyone giving my wife uh, negative feedback. I'm very, very defensive for her. Like when she was having birth and the, uh, the midwife's like, stop saying no. I wanted to punch the midwife. Don't tell my <laughs> wife what to do. But, but it was good. Here, here's another crazy thing. Looking from the outside, you have like the most successful gym I've ever seen. Right classes of 35 it's super clean inside the commute the pictures i mean it, it's it, the the wide variety of people from the super fit to the crazy weight loss stories to 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 the to the mix of different kind of uh of lifestyles and people that you're catering to it's like it's like gold that's what you want right yeah. you want the you want um you want it you want everyone in there you want it to be like the the, the guy fresh off the boat from russia being able to work out with the guy from who born in Alabama, be side by side and find that common trait of making yourself better and persevering. But, but is there never, is there the way you're set up? You say you remind me sort of like this, um, the guy we had on the other day, Tyson Bajan, like it's, it's never going to be, he's a, uh, through the most touchdowns in NCAA history and he's going to play at the Chicago bears. But you finally realize talking to him, like if you win five Super Bowls, there's still, it's not success. There's never fucking success. Because, because there's always something more you could do. So I, it seems like you're in that too. Like wherever you are at this stage in your life, and you, you look pretty young to me, you're, you, um, you haven't found a metric of success. This isn't a criticism either, by the way. Like who gives a fuck? Like if you're going to push yourself until you collapse, go for it. I applaud you for that. But you don't really have a, you, you don't have a metric for success, right? No. Like, you, your don't. thing is, is I can just keep being better. Yeah, I think now as I get more settled into my affiliate ownership journey, I'm trying to yeah. make sure I'm mindful of setting myself up that I can do this long. Uh-huh. Um, like, you know, like one of the questions you had for me the last time was like, aren't you afraid you're going to burn out? And it's like, no, but like that's something like I'm completely being mindful of and just trying to set myself up to not burn out and yeah. keep leveling up everything. But yeah, I, 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 in the world of CrossFit, I hope, everyone kind of feels the way I do in the sense of like, there's never enough that every year I want to do something in my affiliate or for myself education wise, because I think that's what continues to bring the value up in what we do. Meaning like 
I feel like I am the coach I am because of all the education I've taken under my belt. And it wasn't education overnight. It's been a 10, 11 year journey at this point that every single thing I've taken something from and implemented into my coaching career or my affiliate owner career. When you coach, do you ever feel like you're in the zone? Like, ah, like light and just, do you ever go into the zone? Just coach. Can you go into the zone while you're coaching? Like almost like you're doing a stand-up routine and like like you were saying, like you're on Broadway and you're like, oh shit, I'm doing it. I'm like Yeah, and if I don't do a good class, I literally ask one of my coaches if I can come back and take their class later and like take over come like coach. Oh, shit. Wow. To read that. Wow. <laughs> like, wow. I'm like I think I'm gonna come back later and coach like, again. But that was not the class that I was hopeful for. Wow. Like there's a morning performance and an evening performance and you're like you're uh, Rapunzel, and you tell the evening performance Rapunzel, hey, could I do your performance tonight? Or shit the yeah, I want to read that. <laughs> Is there any competitive wow. atmosphere amongst the coaches? Like, they always try to one-up the other coach before. I'm like, oh, you coached 3.30 and you thought that was good. Watch my 4.30. I'm going to crush that. <laughs> wow. They, they, and, like, I think it's like that some of the coaches will take class before, right? And then you automatically, if you take class before, you you automatically have an upper hand in coaching. Right, yeah. Because it's like watching the first heat do the workout. Yeah. yeah. And like that, uh, was, that was a big thing with Denise too, was like taking, doing the workout beforehand to be able to speak to it as a coach. Um, Sevon, that's life though. Uh, when will you rest on your laurels? You're doing daily podcast, always improving your technique with questions asking and hosting. I, I, I hear you, but like, um, I, I, um, so like when I had Tyson, I, I was supposed to have Sarah Sigmund's daughter on, on Thursday. And I just didn't feel like I could be prepared for her not being in my comfort zone of my own castle in Northern California because I'm, I'm on vacation. Well, I don't wouldn't call it vacation. I don't do vacation, but I, I've changed locations. So instead, I decided to have Tyson Bajant on because I knew that it would be e- the same way with you. I, I like I wouldn't have had anyone on this week. I had this guy Tyson Bajan on because I knew that I just genuinely could just ask questions. And I was so curious about what he was doing. And I was so curious about Denise Thomas coming out and visit. So that's why I would never take a podcast last minute like we did with you. I just don't do that. But I was like thinking, I want to have a guest on what someone where questions will just come easily. Right. Or I could have an easy conversation with. And with Sarah, I feel like I should do some research. I should know more about what she's been up to lately because she's having this big momentous weekend coming up to compete in the semifinals. And so there's. I just know that there's got to be times there's times when the podcast is good, but I had to like slog through it. And there's other times where it's good because it was just so effortless. It was like, I'm almost embarrassed at how easy it was. Like I didn't. And I'm wondering if like, it's ever like that running your gym. Like you ever yeah. just teach it. Yeah, it is. Absolutely. You're like, yeah. Like you're like, go home and you're like, wow, I got a standing ovation today. Yes. There are days that you leave and you're like, damn, like I, I should be, I mean, in my case, I do it for a living, but like they probably leave and they're like, I should be doing this for a living. I should not be going into the city for work. Um, yeah. and, then and then there's days that you're like, all right, that was a really long class. Like I really wasn't awake and I could have been a lot better in doing this or that. Mm-hmm. Um, and those are the days that I'm like, I want to go back and do another one. Cause I feel like I let someone down. Do you feel um, horrible if someone gets hurt in class? Awful. I had a guy get his first bar muscle up and then immediately needed to get surgery uh, on his shoulder on his pack. Oh, <laughs> I don't mean to laugh at him. That's fucking crazy. Like, uh, Were the two related? It was just, it was long. It was like an overuse situation. And then I think it just tweaked it and that's what happened. But I mean, if someone gets hurt, it, it's, 
depending on the situation. <laughs> there was another time that I was talking to a girl in the 5am class. I was taking class with her and we were going through the, like a rig warm up together. And we were talking about her training Jaden, my son in swimming lessons over the summer. And literally she went to go jump on the rig, had new grips on from Amazon, which by the way, if you go on a pull up bar with Amazon grips and you're affiliate, you're going to get hurt. Um, don't use them. So she jumped on and wasn't wrapped and fell, shattered her elbow, broke her tailbone right next oh, to me. That was oh, probably the one no. that I first on because we were in the middle of a conversation about my son and her teaching oh. swimming, and she was a lifeguard and then wasn't able to lifeguard all summer long because she had to be in a cast and take care of herself. It was awful. But now she's back and she's killing it. Came back. That's all that matters. <laughs> uh, this is an interesting question. Uh, Judy Reed, are there certain ti class times that members are um, more high maintenance than others? Yes. <laughs> so there is, it's like the 9 a.m. mom's class is the easiest or the hardest, or, and then like the evening, just the, the 5 a.m. class are just all the killers. They don't. Moms aren't the easiest. Moms are, they, they are just as high maintenance as the, the advanced RX athlete. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll ban out the moms because I am one. <laughs> we talk, we ruin class, we make things go late <laughs> versus like the advanced athlete who is a high maintenance pain in the butt. <laughs> it's like the more comfortable the class is with you and with each other, the more unruly they get. Yeah. Like our so, 8 a.m., you know you're not starting your whiteboard briefing until you tell four individuals to stop talking. And you have like the regulars that all show up there, so they're <laughs> excited to see each other. And it's that balance of like, hey, shut the fuck up, but also I want you guys to be friends and have a good time. Right. So it's like you, you, you try to find that that balance, yeah. You ever got to tell people not to stand next to each other like a teacher? It's happened. Yeah, you got Separate, separate, please. But you also got to remember these are paying customers, right? So it's like right. you got to handle it the right way. You know who you can joke around with. Yeah. yeah. Read the room and be a dick to. And then you know the people that are going to be like, I can't believe she spoke to me that way. Yeah. And my favorite yeah. is, is you ask them to, hey, guys, give me a second here. Just quiet down while I get this done. And they go, we were talking about the workout. And you're like, <laughs> oh, wow, oh, they talk back. Oh, wow. Yeah. Adults that oh. talk. Wow. Oh, yes. 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 Not only do they talk back, but it's that, like I said, it's that fine line, right? So if you call them out, then they're like, why would you call me out? And it's like, well, because there's 15 of us standing here and we're waiting for you and fucking so-and-so to finish your conversation. And we're all staring at you. And then finally, when I interject, because someone's got to break the ice to the group, because they're all looking at me like, what are you going to do about this? And then they reflect like that back on you. And all it is, is they're just insecure and a little embarrassed. So it just comes off as like, right, right, right. Yeah. I have hey. two teachers that are coaches and they talk to them like they're children. And that was like actually feedback. I gave one of them recently and I was like, Hey, just be mindful of your teacher, like addressing because these are still adults and paying customers. Like I get it. It's funny, but like not everybody, like at the same time, it's like, all right, don't talk to me that way. I'm an adult. Like mm -hmm. you have to know like when and where you can use it. Yeah. It's crazy how many adults don't behave like adults. Um, but it is a two way street. I, I can't remember the exact situation, but there were some parents talking in, in the jujitsu class that I was in the other day and we were all the parents were watching the class and there were these two parents talking really loud and it was completely inappropriate. And as an, as an adult, I was, I did not want to talk to them and be like, Hey, you guys have to keep your voices down. But as an adult, I had to do that. Mm -hmm. And then as an adult, they had to fucking take the feedback mm -hmm. and they did. It was kind of crazy, but I did not. Someone had told me the day before, Hey, stop talking shit up behind their backs and just go over and tell them. Yes. About something. And so I went over and told them and the lady, the, the two ladies were super cool, like crazy cool. They're like, oh, sorry. Crazy cool. Yeah. Like, oh, well, you but you have to be an adult enough to be like, hey, dude, your dog. I just saw your dog poop and you didn't pick it up. Yep. I've seen Greg Glassman just walk up to someone one time in a park and say that, hey, your dog just pooped. <laughs> we you have this whole uh, 
write up at the gym that I that we call the mature coach, and it's the it's the balance between courage and courage uh, consideration. And if, for those of you guys oh. that might know it, it, it is being stolen from Stephen Covey. But what it is is it's the correct amount. It's the balance of enough courage to say what you need to to make it happen, like you said, talking to those ladies at jujitsu. But it's also having the balance of enough consideration so when you handle that, you do it tactfully so it doesn't damage the relationship. And the balance yeah. between that courage and consideration is what is defined as like a mature adult in Stephen Covey or in our at CFL, we define it as a mature coach. Yeah, look at the one comment, actually, Matt. Like, the one of our coaches called me out recently for being lazy in the warm-up. I got a little defensive. Yeah, because that's not okay for a coach to say, right? Like, that. that's like a per- – this is a perfect example of what Matt and I wouldn't necessarily want one of our coaches to say to the wrong person. But there might be an opportunity for our coach to say this to someone they have a different relationship with and wouldn't feel the way this individual feels. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's a, it's a fine line to play with. <laughs> it is, yeah. It's a balance, sure. Oh, this is a – this is a member. This isn't one coach telling a note. When he says one of our coaches called me out recently for being lazy in the warm-up, this isn't like – this is for them being lazy as the athlete, as the client, not as another clo- coach. Mm-hmm. And what's to say, like, even the person we know that what that I can say is lazy too, like, what's to say that they, didn't, they, they slept really well last night or they didn't find out last night somebody was sick or they had a really rough day yep. at work. Or they're sore as shit. Yep. Yep. Or they're sore as shit. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like I, have one, I have one of my good athletes now who – He's struggling as a father. He's competitive, but like he's struggling because he's one of the most competitive people in the gym. And like everyone's always going at him and he's a dad. And there's some weekends that he's just on full dad mode. And it's just like, not everybody always wants to be gunning. Like, yeah, like we do, but we don't. Right. And you got to know when. Mm -hmm. Mm Got to know when as a coach to read the room. I've had I, uh, all the places pretty much that I take my kids. I've had, I've been talked to uh, repeatedly by coaches and I don't <laughs> mind it at all. <laughs> what do they say? What do you do? I've been told to, I've been to, like, so if they're playing tennis and I'm leaned up against watching, he'll be like, get out of your kid's periphery or, mm. uh, or like my kid will be running sprints and I'll be like, Hey, you could run faster than that. And he'll be like, Hey, you're not, you're not the coach. Just get away. From, don't stand next to the fence for the rest of practice. Good coaches. Yeah. Go Good your son's coaches that say that to you. Oh, I like them. Yeah, that's awesome. And I'll and I'll and I'll talk some shit back, but I'll be like, "Hey, I'm not paying extra for that um, uh, adult coaching for parenting coaching." <laughs> but I don't. But I don't talk shit like I'll do what I want. And other parents will get upset, but I don't get upset. Like, I I take it as a compliment. Someone actually cares that much. To yeah, go over there and say that with yeah. you. You're paying them, yeah. so yeah. that could damage yeah. the payment, right? Yeah. This literally happened one time. He said, so I dress my kids exactly the same every day and they never wear pants. And he's like, the coach said to me, Hey, your son's at a level in tennis where he needs to be able to put balls in his pocket. Do not bring him again without balls in his pocket or pockets. And I brought him. I was like, fuck you. I'll put him in whatever I want. And he goes, Hey, right in the middle of fucking class. He goes, Sevon, come out here. (laughs) And I said, I came out there and he goes, the whole class is going to run uh, line sprints, including you. This is with fucking like eight year old kids because you can't seem to follow the instructions. No uh, shit. Yeah. So I, I did suicide. I did, yeah. So I ran suicides with the class. <laughs> and, it fu- and it was horrible because I had been sitting for 40 minutes and I had to get up, but I can't have an eight year old beat me and running suicide. And Hell I ran no. suicides. Yeah. No. Yeah. And hey, guess what? My kid never has never shown up uh, without pockets ever again. Yeah. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's a great coach. Yeah. And he was serious as a heart attack. He's like, yeah. look at this is this is the, you're not bringing your kid prepared. And I talk shit all the time. Like 
can't believe that they, they bring their kids in high tops. Oh my God, that kid's wearing rain boots in tennis practice. <laughs> like, I mean, I destroy the other kids. But Meanwhile, yours didn't, didn't, pockets. Yeah, mine didn't have pockets and I got jacked. I, I could have pulled a hammy. And you know what's fucked up is the coach ran too. And he's 20 years younger than me and he's in really good shape. And he, he was the only one who beat me, but I tried to beat him and I did almost hurt myself. <laughs> yeah, how many kids would never just bring their, bring their kid back? Maybe. Hey, that's all ego. If that happens to you and you don't bring your kid back, but you know the coach is you're the problem. Coach, you're, the pro- you're the parent problem of the future. Yeah, that's fucking all ego. That's the truth. <laughs> I, I personally think that you, as the parent, I want to be in a competition with the, all my kids' coaches, and and I want to be losing. Mm-hmm. Meaning I want them always to be like, hey, when you go home today, practice for 20 minutes, but we didn't do it. Or I always want them wanting more for my kids. Hey, if you can bring your kids 10 minutes early to all, to all practices so that you can warm up with your kid. And I only show up eight minutes early. Like I want my coach constantly wanting more for me and my kid than, than not, because there are programs, tons of kids programs where it's just basically a babysitting program. Yeah. I can but then to my challenge you know, as a parent, because then yeah. this goes back to CrossFit memberships. Right. Um, you're willing to pay more for that coach that brings. Oh my God. I, yo, anything. Yeah. Like I don't even flinch. Like uh, we have a gymnastics coach and, and she, she was gone for like eight months. She comes to the house once every other week and we hadn't had her in a, let's say a year. And she came over the other day or I called her and I said, Hey, can you come over? One of my boys wants to really learn how to do a back handspring. And she said, my rates are doubled. And I said, no problem. And although it like I acted cool, it hurt, but I knew she's oh. good. Like what, yeah. you know, like it's worth it. Yeah. She, she went from $60 an hour to $120 an hour in a year. Yeah. yeah. And I get it. So did hamburger meat. <laughs> <laughs> Price is what you pay. Value yeah. is what you see. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, it's, it's Angela. I can give you her number, Allison. Um, so, uh, yeah, she came to that. And, and, and as opposed to taking my kids to the gymnastics studio where they um, force the kids to uh, cover, the, wear masks and feed them uh, um, goldfish. Yeah. No, thank you. You're paying extra. For I'll me. pass. Yeah. <laughs> Quality coaching and experience and environment. Um, thank you for uh, this coming on and being such a, an amazing guest, open guest, and uh, sharing yeah. your experience. It's cool. It's good yeah. stuff. Thanks for having me. I yeah, and congrats it. and congrats on all the success in your affiliate. Uh, there were tons of really kind comments in the comment thank section. You. Thank yeah. you. Um, will you guys be out in Madison? Or what? I, I I will not be it. I most likely will be in Madison. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Cool. I will see you out there, Matt. Awesome. Yeah. We should definitely connect up. We will. Yeah. And Savan, I'll catch you on another. another All right. Time. And if you if you're you're always welcome on the show uh, to to share these this journey as an affiliate owner. It's it's great insight and it's awesome for people to hear. So uh, please mm-hmm. stay in touch. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe I'll, I'll ping you after my my next go around with Diesel Day. Oh, oh yes, oh, yes, and we've had Tosh on the show a couple of times. I'd love to hear about diesel days. Yeah, from your I'm perspective. nervous, so, but that's my big plan for June, the end of June, July. So I'll keep you guys posted. Awesome. All right, thank All right. you. You're welcome. All Have right. a great weekend. Bye. Bye. She's cool. Really like her. Yeah, dude. She, um, she is. Uh, you could feel her emotion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you could feel. You can feel her emotion. Uh, Jody Lynn Sevon doesn't leave the bunker. Or is it <laughs> Seve and Madison? No. Hey, you like my new stand?
Oh, that is nice. Yeah, he didn't. I, I do it so it's not the weird flying saucer thing that I keep playing with. Now I just play with this. I like it. I could hold it too, like this. Sevon, stop being a, a pusillanimous and go to Madison. Are you going to Madison? Is she going? Heidi lives in Madison. Not, not really, but she's close enough. Uh, Jessica, I'll be in Madison. Fantastic. Audrey, you're really cool, Sousa. He's, how about just he's cool? Uh, really cool. No, we like the really. <laughs> so did you see last night um, Hiller was here and we set up a camera? I didn't see the show. No, I was out at a uh, social event, my obligatory, obligatory quarter. Hey, watch this. Can you hear me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Look at that. Yeah, it's so nice. We learned. Did you know how to do this? Switch from camera to camera? It's the solo layout. No, I didn't know how to do this, but I saw that that had happened in one of the shows, and I was like, oh, that's so good for clips. So we just – so we. but look, normally I thought you had to go from here to like here – to then maybe here. But I figured out if you look down at the bottom on the controls, see how there's like a, a in the upper oh, left yeah. hand corner where it says math. Click on click on your click on that one that said, Oh, I've never even seen that. Click on the um look at down below where the waiting room is and yes. click on that little um three dots. No, oh, on the other left hand. Left. Yeah. Oh, is that wow. crazy? Yeah. And so we would go back and forth between that and then a third camera that had me and Hiller in the shot together. Oh, yeah, I got to check that out. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, hey, so now, like for Zealous Games, it would be money now. Mm -hmm. Hey, dude, we could do the whole, we could do the CrossFit Games event three. Mm -hmm. We'll have people there. I wonder what the rules are going to be of streaming that since, since they're not streaming it. It'd be that balancing act, right? It depends on who, who you get. Who you get. I can see the Pornhub tab in Sevy's glasses reflection when you zoom up on yourself. I, I, uh, I, I 100% don't do Pornhub on this computer. But, I mean, on any computer. I mean, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Mike's usually good for one zinger each show. Thank you. Uh, Sevon has his clown nose on the counter that he uses during sex time with Haley. Okay. That's weirdly specific, Manny. Oh no! That you know what that is? It's that's the thing what, you wear in your head and punch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's mine. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! Hey, what do you think about people buying programming for the gyms? Just you generally, not like, just like if you found out I was like, hey, I bought, I bought my programming. What, what was your general feeling on that? I used to have a really strong feeling about it because I, I, I think Greg had a really strong feeling about it. Mm -hmm. That's like, hey, don't even open a gym if you're buying programming. Mm -hmm. Now I now – I, because it's like, hey, that's – that should be at least – that should be – if there's – let's say there's four reasons you buy a gym, the cornerstones, right? Help people um, get, be independently employed, um, uh uh, do something you love and then the then the other thing would be programming like mm -hmm. he he people always made it sound like that was like the the found cornerstone or foundation mm -hmm. but now i i'm not that dogmatic about it like i i almost think like hey well, maybe if you even if you didn't follow mayhem programming still buy it for a year mm -hmm. right Just see what's to be, out there to be inspired to learn to uh, what do you, uh, Heidi? We use Mayhem. Who am I? Who am I to try to program better than the Mayhem Empire? 
Well, you know all the people who you're programming for. You see them on a daily basis. You know their strengths, their weaknesses. You know how to push them. You know what's appropriate for it. You know how to adjust depending on how the workout felt. Um, so I would say that if you're inside and you're a coach that's probably coaching daily, or especially if you're an affiliate owner, you do know better than Mayhem. Now, do you know better than Mayhem for a competitive athlete? Not a chance. Those guys are fucking, that's their thing, right? But in terms of just, exercise and that's where i think the line gets drawn so many people are like i'm competitive or i do this or i do that and it's like dude you just fucking exercise and going back to the point about the percentage i used to do all my own program well i still do all my own i've always programmed for myself yeah that always that the only thing that i always have an issue with that is you avoid shit you don't like of course yes 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 yeah yes oh but again and that's how i hurt myself too by doing too much stuff that i liked yeah yeah i wanted to deadlift four days a week and so I, I, that's the way that I do it. I like to adjust to it and, uh, and, and tailor it to kind of the, the members and what's going to push them and, and stuff like that. And also too, you have to ask like, what is your programming for? Are you programming just for somebody to have optimized long-term health? Or are you programming to be successful in the open? Because those are two completely different things. And if you don't understand that as a coach too, spend a little more time learning about programming. Spend a little time understanding what it is and who you're programming for and what that'll look like because a competitive programming schedule is completely different than a just affiliate for your everyday person coming in. Uh, Christine Young, my husband, 100% program for his affiliate for 10 years. Then we sold and they started doing Proven. Uh, Vindicate, if Mayhem affiliate is the same as the regular Mayhem programming, I'm thinking a lot of people are getting buried. I was getting buried with the master's programming. Uh, Audrey, uh, my friend that goes to mayhem says it's even too much. They alter everything to fit their needs. Oh, see, so that, that, and, and uh, so then why pay for it? What the, what are you doing? If you're going to, no, but doesn't that sound like a good thing? Why just fucking write it yourself. Why pay the money? But, but here's the, here's the thing. If you listen, what this person's saying, this person just seems like it's common sense. My friend goes to mayhem and says it's even too much. Meaning that I'm, this person is saying the fact that if you go to CrossFit mayhem, in mm-hmm. Cookville, mm-hmm. they also change their they 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 modify their own programming. Mm. That's why I was I was struggling a little bit to there's there's a common sense piece too, right? Yeah, like if you if you see the mayhem programming and it's a twenty one fifteen nine, and you look at your your class and it's a I, I don't um it's a bunch of people that look like me maybe you want to switch maybe just you call an audible and you do a 15 12 9 you don't start with 21 15 9 mm. and you spend a little bit more time on the warm-up so that's a different right? conversation because i see it happening in the comment section too it's like there's a difference between scaling and then changing a program because if you changed a program and there's a sequencing to that program you're oh, not oh. on the program anymore it's completely gone and then there's oh. a very big difference to hey you're brand new i'm going to adjust the reps i'm going to adjust the weight i'm going to adjust the skill level to meet your needs and meet you where you're at right now today those are two different things and so if you and honestly too if you don't understand that then again spend a little more time learning about programming because there's a difference between adjusting a program and adjusting a workout for a member in terms of scaling yeah I, I i don't know i i i hear what you're saying i i also think that in, in, you know i never ran an affiliate i ran training out of a park for a year but and it was free it's not like i charged for it but 
there's also things you can do with programming. Like you can take a workout and you could turn it into, if it's a 21, 15, nine, you can do the 21 and, and then, um, and then give every, or like, uh, um, Cindy, right. Let's yep. say it's Cindy. You can see Cindy and you can be like, Hey, you know what we're going to do? Um, we're, everyone's going to do, uh, today, five rounds of Cindy as fast as they can rest three minutes, uh, three times. Mm. So there's already a programming like, error in that though, too. I'm sorry. Say that again. There's a programming error in that too. That workout oh. that you just described. What do you mean? So like, and this goes back to like writing your own programming, knowing it. Do you want to keep your class together or do you want them to just start at one time together and then can be completely different ends of the program? Right. right. Okay. Yeah. I hear what you're saying. You know what I mean? So you have yep. to be able to program and then understand logistics of how the class is going to flow. What is this going to look like? Right. Are they going to stay together as a unit? And right. so what we do a lot of times is like every two minutes, you know, we'll have five by five back squat, but it'll be every two minutes you do your five by five. The reason why is because now when the clock beeps, I could look at a section of my class. I could watch them all do the squat. Now I know I have a certain amount of time of feedback and it's forcing their reps. Ah. Then when it beeps again, I look at another section of the class, watch them do their set of five, go over, give some feedback, knowing that I have that time. So hey, can you, and can you, right. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. I, 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 I love it. I've never t I taught a class with 35 people, so I'd never had to worry about that. Like at the park, yeah. I'd have like six people at the most. But I'm just saying, it's seen. I, I, I think I, I just don't have an issue with buying programming. You I don't do, either. though. I, you, no, oh, I, you, I don't you do. have an issue with it. I personally don't do it. But here's the thing we as CrossFitters don't understand that affiliate owners own businesses. Right. And so as a business person, you're always looking to maximize your return on investment. And you're also learning, uh, um, figuring out how to optimize your time. And if I could outsource a ton of stuff to get my time back, because it's a huge thing on Sundays, you know how it is on Sundays to do the show. I coach the mobility. Then the whole rest of the day is dedicated to programming, setting that up, coaches schedules, cleaning the gym floors, getting it prepped for the next day on Monday, all that type of stuff. Right. And so if I could outsource all that, buy a program to where I just, Hey, here's the link. You guys go just look at the stuff and do the thing. You end up getting some of your time back. So I'm not totally against it. I just say for right now and this time, it's not necessarily for me. Uh, it, it's, it's funny that you say that about when I hear you guys talk as the affiliate owners, I realize that I, I wouldn't be cut to do. It's a hard fucking business and you're forward facing you. So the here's social, the social parts. Crazy. Dude, here's a great example. We'll sp all spend the whole Sunday in the gym, moving something, trying to optimize the space, looking at the gym floor, buying back a few different things, like like a little section of the floor. So I'll move the wall ball racks as an actual example. So you spend all this time doing that. You moved it. You cleaned all the stuff underneath. You're like, this looks great. It got us another you know, extra feet over here so people's barbells could go and they don't feel cramped in. First person walks in and just goes, why'd you move the wall balls? I got to walk all the way over there now to grab them? This sucks. Oh yeah, that, and then that two was... other people are like, "Yeah, why'd you do this? You changed everything up on us." And you're like, "I just spent my whole weekend in here doing this right. to try to optimize, right. and I just got right. shit on immediately, <laughs> right?" So there's a there's a you know that you're just very forward facing to your end user, meaning your customer, every single day, and um, it's tough. That's a hard business to be in because it's very social. When she said she was doing the pride thing, that's the part where I would like, I, I it, for me personally, I wouldn't do birthday parties. I sure the fuck wouldn't do pride. I wouldn't do Halloween. I wouldn't like I, me personally, I go to a gym to make, I work out to make Sevon go away. Mm. 
I don't want to go to a gym where people wish me sing happy birthday to me, but people go for different reasons. Right. Right. I, I, I want to go to disappear. I don't want to go like to the, the last thing I want to be thinking about is bullshit. Yeah. I'm trying yeah. to get rid of Sevon. And I'm, I'm done with him. I'm ready to just to transfer all my awareness to my body. Um, see some really nice people that I can feel vulnerable with. And, uh, but, but uh, I, I, I want the, the mundane superficial world of bullshit to go away. Yeah. So I'm that's not there to, uh, then, but, but it sounds like these gyms aren't like that. So well, many what? gyms. Let me do this. Switch yeah. your hat. Yeah. You can't make fucking rent next month. You're down $700. Yeah. There's an opportunity for an event to come up where your members might mingle with other people that aren't part of the gym or maybe they're curious yeah. about the gym. Right. Right. So right. you could run that event and you could get two right. more people to come and try your gym out. And so one you of do the pride event and everyone brings their husband or their wife or, or their, their, whatever they're called partners. And now you put on 20 clients. Yeah. And you know what? If you sold it to me like that, I'd probably, it'd be pride. They come for the workout, they stay for yeah. the community. So you're always having to kind of invest a certain amount of your time into that stuff because even though it might not be for you, if yeah. the members really enjoy it and it keeps yeah. their bond strong and it makes it their third place, right? You got work, you got home, you got the third place. And if you could, if you could make it their third place where they're looking forward to come to that, not because they're going to get the best programmed workout from Mayhem, but because they're going to see my friend and their friend and we go to the 430 and I you know, we work out together, we sweat together, we have a good time. That's what it's mostly going to be about. Do you remember those memes? Um, I haven't seen them in forever, but they were popular like five years ago, and it would show like a Gold's Gym, and there'd be stairs you to walk in or escalators, and the escalators would be full of people, but the stairs would be empty. Do you remember that yeah. meme? Yeah, yeah. That's what that wall ball story reminded me of. Like, you don't <laughs> want to walk an extra 40 feet at the gym. <laughs> You'd be, dude, I try to get people warmed up and I'm like, okay, we're going to, so. Do you know what that is? That's automatic response. Those are, that's just lack of consciousness. That's like, you yeah. don't have to say everything you think. You're not your thoughts. Yes. That's just someone like, it just, they're like a fly. They just said it. I've been really trying to reframe. And I said, I said this in my 530 class. I said, I don't think anybody's stupid. I just think there's levels of consciousness and we got a lot of unconscious beings here right now. <laughs> yeah. It's, um. And then, and then another thing, I think when you're unconscious and you say something stupid and then you realize you didn't say it, you didn't really think, feel that way, or you didn't mean it. It was just a thought you had then. But if someone calls you on it, you feel like you have to defend it. Mm -hmm. Like people aren't willing to step away from it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the other thing too, is like, as an owner, you'll find people will leave your gym and they'll go to another gym. And then they're really satisfied with this new gym. And that's another thing you have to swallow. Cause then they'll go around to other people and go, the, oh, I go to so-and-so now. It's so much better. We get to do X, Y, Z, and blah, 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 blah. And then you're kind of listening to that as the owner, and you're just like, so I could react to that. I could get defensive. This is my livelihood. This is my business. You're bashing it and then trying to yeah. convert people to go somewhere else. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or I could handle it with a, I'm awesome. You. That's awesome you found a gym that works for you. Yeah, yeah. And that part's hard because there's so much feeling that you have within that that you're like yeah. – Go fuck yourself. Do you know right, what I do? Right, right. And by the way, there was a couple of nice people in the comments saying like, well, you know, there's a GoFundMe for Matt's thing. That story that uh, I told about the, or that Sevon told about the proper text, that was over a year ago, guys. So I'll still take your money though. But you're dealing with stuff like that all the time, right? And so as an owner, it's just like you learn to become less reactive because if you started to react to every one of those things. That's Someone all in the comments said that they were going to start a GoFundMe for you. 
Uh, yeah, I think Mike was like, "There's a as a joke." I don't. Hey, think okay, and I do want to tell you this: when when Sousa was sharing that story with me, he basically also said, "Hey, good thing I fucking uh, am smart with my money, and I've been wearing the same underwear for ten years and the same t-shirts, and that I fucking squirrel away my like that." I gave you the cliff notes. Like he was, yeah, he yeah. it sucked. It's a shitload of money. It's a brand new car he could have bought for himself, right? And he drives a he drives a pile of shit, people. And <laughs> he could have bought a brand new fucking uh, uh you know fucking Honda Accord or Toyota yeah. Camry. Um, but he, he drives a shit box and he was saving that money. And then someone, the government came along and got it Yeah. that. And by the way, for those of you jackasses, I, I'm so fucking sick and tired of people being like, why are you greedy? Why are you paying taxes? I, I, why aren't you paying taxes? Why don't you want the rich to pay taxes? Those that is so so short sighted. It has nothing to do with the fact that I don't want rich people to pay taxes. It's that I would rather them spend the money in the fucking ecosystem yeah. instead of give it to Nancy Pelosi and Gavin Newsom. Because that's all I'm. That's there. all I'm saying. I just want those like a rich person that you don't tax like that. Like so, Susan wasn't going to burn that money. Mm-mm. He was going to eventually use that money, like he said, to buy skiers. And what would that do? That would have kept the money in our CrossFit ecosystem. That would have gone to Concept 2. The Concept mm-hmm. 2 would have probably invested more money in the CrossFit Games. And the CrossFit Games would have then given some scholarships to some people, some kids who have never can't afford to go to the Games. I mean, it's so crazy to think, well, you make a billion dollars a year. Why don't you just pay taxes? Mm-hmm. Well, Because I want it to come straight to fucking the citizens of the world. No rich people are like hoarding money. Mm-hmm. No, so that so that you can't get it and it can't propel propel the world forward. When 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 you don't tax rich people, the GDP grows. Mm-hmm. When you do tax rich people, the GDP doesn't grow. Do you guys understand what I'm saying there? Like the citizens of this country, when we spend money, the the whole the the um the economy grows. When the government spends money, the economy doesn't grow. It doesn't work like that. Mm-hmm. It's so ass backwards. Hey, did to you tax, to tax the rich people, but not say where the taxes are going? Yep. It's so it's so stupid. Hey, if you put an entrepreneur and you tell them to solve a problem and you give them capital money to deploy on that problem, they're going to do it really well and they're probably going to make money off of it. You give that same amount of money to the government, the money's gone and the problem exacerbates. Uh, uh, Manny Spiegel, uh, who's more valuable to society, Joe Biden or Elon Musk? Yep. Perfect. Who's more uh, valuable society, Jeff Bezos or Kamala Harris? God, that's so fucking well said. Mm-hmm. And hey, that's why you want some fucking asshole like Trump in there who's just fucking cutting taxes and just freeing the corporations. How is it that the largest company in the world, the trillion dollar fucking empire, Apple, is fucking uh, equidistance between my house and Sousa's house, and yet their fucking manufacturing is in India? <laughs> slowly, slowly. Don't tell Gigi Ping that. Because because we don't make it conducive for them to do it here. Yeah, we tax them too much and we put up too much regulation and red tape for them to be able to do it. It's nuts. And then, by the way, that in turn supports directly the, you know, legal slavery in China. So not right. only does it right. take away from our economy here in the U.S., but it supports evil somewhere else. Yeah, uh, completely unethical behavior. Uh, yeah. This is th- uh, we won't employ seventy or eighty year olds in normal jobs, but we let them run the country. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's fucking nuts. Great point. I wouldn't let fucking Joe Biden watch my kids, but yet he can watch the country. 
That's when you know it's smoke and mirrors. Yeah, it's nuts. Yeah. Uh, Cornholio, uh, um, uh, Mr. Donald Trump was part of the 49er ticket scandal. Uh, don't forget. I won't. Thank hey, you. and yeah, there Thank is other things like that. There's going to be a, um, you know, a, a good and a bad that you're going to take with Trump. He still is going to line the pockets of Wall Street. They're still going to obey by the bankers and stuff like that. But he like, took the million dollars from, uh, from the, 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 the P company, the 49ers. Right. And so here's the deal though. Both sides are going to do it. At least somebody invests a little bit back in the economy, right? <laughs> I mean, for me, there's just no the, the there's. I don't think it's the lesser of two evils, too. I I, I don't think I. Th- I, I I don't I I used to think that hey I'm going to vote for the lesser of two evils. I don't think it's like that. I don't think that I, 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 I don't think maybe I'm not paranoid enough. I don't think like, just, I don't think like it, it's, it's carte blanche. All politicians are bad. Yeah. I think I don't, that. I don't think it's like that. I think, I think we need a third party and I think people need to understand what Liberty is. We're too bent on democracy and we don't well, really the, understand what Liberty is. That's, that's a good point. Uh, Daniel, um, Arnson seven. What is your go-to blend of paper street coffee? I got it. He sent me a 50, 50. I don't know if they sell it and then use the code seven. Thanks for asking. Uh, it's great. It's great. I love Paper Street. Yeah. Uh, you guys have to pull up the recent pictures of Diane Feinstein. I don't want to be rude, but come on. I know. You, you want me? Isn't someone asking her to step down? Isn't isn't the Democrat uh, Democratic Party asking her to step down? Uh, Google images oh, are held. Shit. Did you? Oh. Are you seeing it? Oh my goodness. Yes. That first one that popped up on Google here, you want me to share it? Share oh my goodness. Oh my good. Diane Feinstein cast. Oh my goodness. Dude, look at that. This is just 21 hours ago. Hey, and you know what's crazy? I, I bet you there's a lot of my dear close family voted for her. Oh boy. Gentlemen. Hi. Yo. What's going on? We can rebuild him. <laughs> faster stronger <laughs> i was working out and i heard uh i was summoned uh we got a bunch of ceo shirts left over from waterpalooza oh you guys want to give them away at uh semi oh yeah 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 of course are you going to any semifinals this is gabe by the way from paper street coffee for people who don't recognize his voice um uh yes uh let's absolutely do that all right so i don't know how many we have travis will let me know but uh those are the ones that uh we paid for for Waterpalooza, so we'll give them away at uh at the east semis. I'll have a booth. At the west semis, I'm just gonna go chill. Okay. Oh shoot, this thing got uh, jacked up. Sorry, I'm looking at pictures of uh, of Diane Feinstein as I talk to you. Oh, the uh, the Grim Reaper. What, what, what was that? What was that show back in like the '90s? Uh, Tales from the Crypt. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's exactly that's exactly what she looked like, right? Yeah. How old is she? Hot on game. Oops, sorry. Fucking 125. Oh. I'm assuming that's right. Oh <laughs> yeah, that looks like it for sure. Feinstein, but could... also, go ahead. Also, like you guys said, with the whole uh, ordering stuff, like how Apple has, like, uh, I just bought all my new bags from India. It's not because I didn't want to use an American company. I was talking to an American company, and they just like weren't like doing anything. I was literally like, I think left on red for like two months. Oh. So it's like. 
there's there's some companies that like do. How do you know that you were left on red? How do you know that? Because I kept on. I mean, I assume I kept on emailing whether they're a pretty big company. So, uh, I kept on emailing and nothing happened. So, but they're out of like Washington. So you know how that works. Is there a 50-50 blend on your right? I do know how that works in Washington. Is there a 50-50 blend um uh for sale on the paper street? Not yet. I'm gonna try to do everything uh for the east and the west semis first, and then everything will go up on the website. So like if you come up to the booth uh, at the east, the only booth, that'll be the last paper street coffee event that I'll do, by the way, for for CrossFit. Uh I think we're like phasing away from being like the athlete centric and kind of just like being more community centric when it comes to the paper street coffee. Mm. So that'll be the last time I'll have a booth at like any CrossFit event. So when, wait, East, wait, when will be the last time the East semis? Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. 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 I think, uh, I think paper street coffee is going to take a little step back from, uh, from, you know, being in, in like the forward facing athlete side and really kind of just focus on like, growing the the community base uh when it comes to that and uh, is everything good is business good oh business is amazing okay, <laughs> business good. is amazing okay make it you got maybe nervous for a second no 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 you know you know we you know you know what's going on all right but uh that's exciting <laughs> are you gonna make uh, further announcements uh eventually eventually okay. you know we'll we'll take you know little by little but if you guys come up to the east uh if we are busy um i'll have a few people there you know, use the code seven, like say that you're with the, with the, like a seven ETH and we'll, you'll get a free bag of your CEO 50, 50 blend and a shirt. Oh, wow. All right. Don't get greedy. It's going to be like, you know, eight ounces in there of coffee, but like you'll yeah. get a free 50, 50 blend and you'll get a free shirt. And then that's a way to kind of bring people to, uh, to the booth. And I know like a lot of people are like, Hey, where's the meetup? Where's the meetup? If you guys want to come to the booth, come hang out. And, uh, and yeah. I just had this crazy idea. I wonder if this would. Um, I wonder. If, I wonder if this would. Do Do you think that? Um, do you think if you got a girl with just like a giant rack, just huge jugs, and she had a nice, nice face too, and each bag of Paper Street coffee, and you made a video that each bag of Paper Street coffee you took, and you and she held them to her chest like her bare bosom. And then, and then it went. Do you think that you would sell more? Look, at, Heidi just says yes, Sevon. <laughs> yeah. I think that I would. I think that I would, but maybe I'll do that like, with dude, the next. You just be like, yeah, this, this bag of coffee rested on uh, Allison NYC's chest for eight seconds. Like each each bag rested on Allison's crazy boobs. I mean, if you seconds. if you want me to do that with the fifty fifty blend, I'll send her a bunch of bags. That's, like, that's okay. We can do that. And it's like, and it's like, and eat. So, so that means the most bags that could be made, if it if it took, if it took like six seconds, they had to rest on her booth for six seconds, and then there was a four second transfer from one bag to the next. The most you could most bags you could make in a minute would be like ten bags, <laughs> or six bags. Oh, I could sell them. Look at there she is. I could sell them on OnlyFans after. Perfect. It's nothing even. They there just, you go. They just, they just, they just, they just, or, or, or like Cameron, you know, the guy with the giant cock who's the buff guy in the, what if like he just cock swabbed every uh, bag of coffee? Those oh, all sound shit. like amazing ideas. But what if, they got, what if, what if you wanted the bag? What if you wanted the bag that rested on Allison's boobs, but that stock got mixed with the bags that got cock swabbed? 
<laughs> oh, you get your bag and you're like, God, Allison's boobs smell like dick. It's like those games boxes. It's like a mystery box. You you don't know whether you're gonna get like boobs, bags, or cockpacks. Whatever, whatever we get, whatever you get, you get. I mean, it would just be crazy to hold a bag of coffee. Hog roast. Had, oh wow, Jake Chapman even named the Cameron bag. It's called the Hog Roast. Wow. <laughs> there we go. Wow. Boob blend. Boob. Wow. I'm, I'm getting all these ideas for free. I appreciate it. Oh my goodness. I I just I seriously um there's got to be something there. E- each there's got to be something there. Or well, let's do it or, with the or, next investor. What if the what next if, endeavor will do it? What if you just what if you like put some ink on her nipple and like she just stamped each bag? Like a nip stamp? Yeah, like a nip stamp. Yeah. An authentic we nip, nip stamp. And then that and that's how you know that her boob, her bare flesh touched outside of that bag. And like you're only one degree of separation from 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 like like the bags of the vehicle. There's a pass through there. Yeah, know. yeah. You may I not mean, ever get to you will never get to touch Allison's boobs, but there we go. Um uh uh you you will get to touch a bag that touched her boobs. The bag that let's, touched uh, her let's, boobs. Let's keep brainstorming that idea. Yeah, okay. As long I as know, it's rough, it's in, rough. I'm, I'm oh, and Vindicate just named uh, Allison's coffee nipple nectar. <laughs> uh Judy yeah. says cock coffee. I, I, so that's a little strong. That's the that's the dark blend. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, Judy, Judy got the uh, got the name for the next endeavor. That that was going to be what we were working on, right? Talk coffee. Talk coffee. Gosh, she she figured us out. Hey, there isn't there a brand? Isn't there a bean? I remember uh, uh, Fraser and, and Bridges telling me about a bean that you actually let an animal eat the bean. Then oh, the yeah. animal shits the bean out, and then you clean it, and then you and then. It's a. I forgot the name of it. Uh, coo, something coopy, some shit like that. Uh, it's it's it's. Yeah, no, you don't want you don't want that. Yeah. Um, it doesn't taste as good as people make it seem. It's just you know limited quantity. People being fucking stupid out in like the like Pacific Islands. It's not. It's not good. Monkey it's expensive, shit. but it's not good. Monkey shit coffee. Oh, dude, you guys don't know. Uh, I just got uh, approved for my first location in New Jersey. Holy oh. shit. Yeah. Yeah. So I appreciate everything you guys have done. I appreciate the chat. I appreciate all the support. Um, now we're just going to have an in-person thing. Kind of another reason why we're taking a step back from, you know, being like. Do you actually have a, a location? Have you rented a location? Yeah. 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 Just uh, we got approved, what, two days ago? Wow. Congratulations. Congrats. Good yep. neighborhood. Good That's- neighborhood. Uh, very, very good neighborhood. It's like two towns away from Alpine, New Jersey, which is like that town is very very wealthy the community i think where we're at is is really really good it's like a small community but it's like five minutes away from where my fiance grew up Swank, 20 minutes away swanky, where i grew up so. swanky blend <laughs> hey um christine said she would buy the boob coffee not the uh hog coffee all right one customer there you go the hogs not there we go we'll see we'll, we'll put it up we'll put it up on the uh on the website and if it, and if it goes it goes well i'll i'll Every every ounce of proceeds will go back to uh, to the podcast. Did you? Uh, I love it. Amazing. Oh, always, always my favorite when money comes back to the podcast. Hey, did you have to pay any like a mobsters off or like I know Jersey's shady as fuck. Did you have to like do any? Uh... Um, I don't think I don't think that's where I think I think uh, I think you have the uh, the the world reversed here. 
you assume that I have to pay someone. It's not that people have to pay me. I like ah, that. Ah, okay. We'll keep oh, it like okay. that. Okay, I understood. Okay, so the coffee shop might be a front for a uh, extortion operation. Gotcha. Let's go ahead and uh, make sure we edit that out. Make sure we edit that out for for when it's uh when we when it's up live. Make sure it's it's completely edited out. All right. Well, congratulations. I'm excited. I can't wait to visit um the. Uh, Paper Street Coffee's first location. I'll drive there with my sons across the country when I head over to um, Taylor's self's wedding. I won't hold my breath. I'm pretty sure you won't come to New Jersey anytime soon. I am going to. <laughs> Gabe's a realist. All right, gentlemen. I appreciate everything. Please, if you guys uh, come out to the east, just you know, show up. If I'm not there, Paulina will be there. She'll be working the booth. Uh, just stay here with the with the chat and again, shirts and uh, and coffee. Paul, Paulina will be there. The Texas girl. Yeah, she's a Paper Street employee. Oh, it's awesome. All right, good. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate you guys. I'm going to go back to working out. Okay, cool. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye, game. Uh, no, so there's no 50-50 blend yet. It's exclusive for you. There's no titty coffee um, yet. I'm unfollowing the meme. I'm unfollowing the meme for Time Guy because he thought I was a dude. <laughs> Who's the meme for Time Guy? Which one's that? <laughs> Wait. What? Did he, what? He's the one. Um, he's the one that got in in front of the camera and like did like the jumping around, and it was like a bit, but like nobody knew it was a bit except for him and I. Oh, oh, yes, yes, yes. He made yes. a comment about his haircut, and yes. then he made that whole reel about his haircut. Good dude. How the hell did he make that mistake? I'd also like to know that. Yeah, we kind of need some details because if you look at your icon, no one's mistaken that. Was it when you slapped him uh, in the face with your penis? Was that uh, what? Uh, Ken Walter Sevy couldn't even make it up the street to Sousa's wedding I'm betting no way he gets two thumbs you said it Ken <laughs> Daniel Garrity uh, is it frowned upon to call into the Sevon podcast during the class warm up <laughs> yeah Gabe should be fired from wherever the fuck he works out for that Another great question. We got a uh, Benjamin McLellan. Uh, when are the CEO cups coming back? That's a great question. These are an awesome cup, though, huh? Yeah, I, I I want the big version like this. Oh yeah, I don't drink out of Yetis. Keeps it. It does the job too well. Yeah, too hot, right? Yeah, like I'm like a room temp guy. Uh, Mr. Brian Friend, uh, one of you looks really good this morning. You think that's really Brian? That's for sure, Brian. And I think he's talking about you. Um, uh, I someone asked me if I wash my hair. Listen, I, 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 ne I do no, I don't. I don't. Oh, look at that! It just stays in one spot. I don't. I don't ever wash my hair. I, I don't wash my hair. How long is it? If you bring it in front, does it like chill down here? I don't think so. Mm. I look like a Muppet. Yeah, I haven't washed my, my hair since 1945. Yeah, exactly. I don't. I don't. I don't. <laughs> My mom asked me to wash my hair recently, like a month ago. She goes, could you wash your hair? I was like, sure. And I thought I was going to do it, but there's just no way. If I wash my hair, it will, it will, it'll go like that. Like throw it'll, up? Dude, it'll be crazy. It'll be like a pompadour. Kinda, it'll be just nuts. Kind of like that.
Yeah. Yeah, I have a huge scar on the side of my head. You know what's funny is you just recently told that story, and I bet you Audrey's referring to the uh, Glassman interview from 07. Yeah. And your hair is so short you could see the scar. Oh, yeah, I have a huge... I, you know what's funny is I don't see it. I don't know what side it's on. Do you see it now? No, no. I've never seen it before. And then when you told that story, I was like, whoa, that's crazy. And then I saw that interview. I'm sorry, I was, say that again. I was. I said I, I, never, I never knew you had a scar. And then you told that story. And I was like, whoa, that's crazy. And then literally in the old interview, I saw it. And I was like, oh, shit, that's the scar. Uh, you wash it with water, right? Yeah. I, I run the shower through it. And I just run my fingers through it. And I... I, you know, do all that, but like I went swimming in the ocean here a handful of times since I've been here too. See Jeremy's helmet. All right. Um, Susa, how does Sebi smell in person? Perfectly fine. You don't smell at all. Yeah, I don't think I, re- I don't really have a smell. Sometimes no. I have BO. No, I've, I've never smelled it. I've never smelled you. You have a good question though. Thanks for bringing that up. Yeah, just so you. <laughs> How do you get the sweat off your head? I don't. Uh, I don't. The ocean. <laughs> <laughs> That's called conditioner. Uh, I. I uh, yeah, I. Sevy uses splooge in his hair. Not. I mean, I try not to, but anything's possible. Okay. Um. Tomorrow. Do we have a guest tomorrow? No. It's Mother's Day. Okay. Um. You and I are gonna be kicking it. Where is uh is Hitler there right now still? He is, but he's not here. Oh. You know he's gonna come live with me for a little bit, huh? He when? The end of this month. No, that, that's what we were talking about. I think he's gonna come live with me. Mm, we'll see. All right. We'll see who he chooses. Have, have him have him run some guy. Why would you go to Livermore when you could go to Santa Cruz? Because um there's in a gym. He's got a gym. Um, he's got this. He could make videos here when I'm not here. Fair, fair enough. Um, that's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my mom would. My mom would never come on. I've asked my mom to come on. She's not coming on. I guess I could call her. I could surprise her. And by the way, he's got all of that. But uh, all you could have said is, "Yeah, but the beach is here," and then everything else just gets crushed. Yeah, the beach is here. <laughs> Hey, is Greg going to uh, call in tomorrow? I was trying to get Greg. It's, uh, I asked Greg to come on um, today, and by the time he got back to me, I had already gotten a Trish on. And then I asked him if he could come on tomorrow, and it sounds like he's having a Mother's Day party at his house. But So we'll see. I'll keep trying. I'll bug him. But, yeah. And to Allison, ask Haley about hair, what she does with her hair, too. I don't think she puts soap in her hair. But my hair doesn't feel... Um, my hair doesn't smell like anything or it doesn't feel uh, like any, like there's no, there's nothing in it. There's no, like when I run my hands through my hair, there's no, like it just feels, it just feels thick. I can't explain it, but it's not, it's not, there's no, yeah, there's no, none of this on there. Yeah. Yes. No. Yeah. Nice. Well done. Uh, Dave is coming on soon, by the way. Uh, I did actually speak to him yesterday. Um, it sounds like Sousa is coming down to my house sometime in the near future. We're going to rework the whole studio mm-hmm. and give it that final touch and uh, so I can start having people inside the uh, studio. And I think the first one will be Dave again. So, Okay. Thank oh. you, everyone.
Thank you, Trish. Uh, we'll see you guys tomorrow morning for Mother's Day. Bye-bye.